The following is a special sports presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. All right, it's game day. You only got one job to do. That's win. That means you stay focused for four quarters. Know your assignments and finish on every play. Don't be looking for shortcuts. And don't even think about making excuses. Because if you want the W, you're going to have to earn it. UltimateSportsTalk.com now presents Mount St. Joseph Lions College Football. This game is being brought to you by the Wishbone Tavern on Delhi Avenue. Iron Sharpens Iron. Call now at 513-383-9773. Sunday's Pub at 8582 Winton Road. Ascent Safety Solutions. Call Tommy Watkins at 513-351-1222. The Mount St. Joseph University. JTAP Sports Bar at 6441 Glenway Avenue. FNN Good Chicken Tenders. Call now to order at 513-451-3000. Jake Sweeney Auto at jakesweeney.com. And La Rosa's Pizza on Rapid Run Road. Call 513-347-1111 to order now. Mount St. Joseph University Football is a presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. Now let's go to the field for this Lions game. From Coruscant Stadium in Defiance, Ohio. Good afternoon, everyone. It is a cloudy yet sunshiny day when it peeks through the clouds here in Defiance, Ohio. I'm Dave Mitchell on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Glad to have you along today as the Mount St. Joseph Lions hit the road after a disappointing loss last week at home to Franklin. And they've got three games left in the regular season, and those three games are going to determine where they will finish up in the Heartland Conference, first, second, or third. And today they take on the winless Defiance Yellow Jackets under their head coach, Manny Matsakis. But this Yellow Jackets team has improved since the beginning of the year, and they had better because Matsakis is their third football coach in the last three seasons, and he took over this Yellow Jackets program basically just about a month before the regular season began. So he has put in his program on the run during the first six weeks of the season. Mount St. Joseph enters this afternoon's ballgame with a record of 5-2 and two overall. They are 4-1 and one in Heartland Conference play. The Yellow Jackets are now 0-6 on the season, and they're 0-4 in Heartland Conference play. What Lions team is going to show up today? That's the question. Is it going to be a team that is still reeling over last week's loss to Franklin at home, 42-34? That loss dropped them into third place in the Heartland Conference, a game behind Franklin and Hanover. However, really, Franklin has the upper hand in the conference right now. If they win out, their final game is against Hanover this year. They will win the conference for the 11th time in the last 12 years. Basically, in order for Mount St. Joseph to win the conference now, Franklin has got to lose two of their last four, and the Lions have to beat Hanover in their game coming up next week. But they've got to really set the table with a win here this afternoon against the Yellow Jackets. Jerry Porter, what a game he had last week. He was named the Heartland Conference Special Teams Player of the Week. He had punts last week of 56 and 52 yards that pinned Franklin inside their own five-yard line. Plus, he had two field goals of 23 and 36 yards in the game. Both teams, well, as we said, they played last Saturday, and the Lions came away with a loss, and so did the Yellow Jackets. As we said, Mount St. Joseph fell to Franklin 
by that final score of 42 to 34. Defiance, well, they lost to Hanover over in Indiana, 48 to 7. They fell behind 27 to 7 at halftime before losing that encounter. The Yellow Jackets have now lost nine in a row, dating back to last year. And the last time they won was a year ago today. And that was a 45 nothing win over Anderson. Sophomore quarterback Logan Maiko leads the Yellow Jacket offense. As a freshman, Maiko set a defiance record with 2,145 yards passing. That was out of as a freshman, as I said. This year, Maiko is completing 45% of his passes, 1,052 yards on the year, six touchdowns, and he's got 11 interceptions. But keep in mind, this sophomore from Gross Point, Michigan, is just learning this program under their head coach, Matt Sakas. And it's an entirely different offensive setup than they had last year. Matt Sakas is basically just installing everything week by week by week and basically prepping this team for next year. He didn't even have an opportunity to go out and recruit this year. And when he took over in August, they were just three weeks away from the team actually coming in and playing football, their opening game. Matter of fact, the coaching staff met the team for the first time when the team checked in for their first practice just a couple of days after that. So, Maiko, he is the man that is really going to be on the mind of the Lions defense here this afternoon. Corey Bennett, well, he's been a one-man rushing attack. The senior has more carries than the following 11 players on their stat sheet combined. Bennett has carried the football 103 times for 410 yards, and that's at a 68 yards per game clip. Jacob Vorst, Nate Roberts, and Jacob Santana have combined at the receiver spot for 63 catches and four touchdowns. And on the defensive side of the ball, senior Jalen Neely leads Defiance with 71 tackles on the season and three sacks. Over the years, these teams have met 26 times overall, 17 times inside the Heartland Conference, with the the Lions winning 11 times during that span, including the last six, which matches the longest Lions winning streak against Defiance, which happened back in the years 2002 through 2007. Defiance last won in 2011. That was 23-13, to which was the second of two straight by the Yellow Jackets over the Lions. Manny Matsakis is in his first season, as we told you, as the head coach of the Yellow Jackets. He took over at the end of July when Aaron Mershman left the program after just one season at the helm here at Defiance College. Matsakis comes to D.C. after having an extensive football background ranging from high school to NAIA, Division Three, Division Two, the FCS, the FBS, and the Canadian Football League. You name it, Matsakis has had experience in it except for the NFL. He spent the last three years at Division III Widener University as the offensive coordinator and director of academics. The 2017 season culminated with a 7-4 and record and a berth in the Centennial Mac Bowl Championship. Meanwhile, the Lions are coached by second-year head coach Tyler Hopperton. In his two years, he's got 11 wins and six defeats. The last time these two teams met were last year at Schuler Field, and that was on November 4th. Defiance led it three to nothing, and then the Lions scored 28 points in a row to end the half. They led 49 to three at the end of three quarters, on their way to a 56 to 10 win 
over the Yellow Jackets a year ago. That win ended the season for the Lions, but after today, Mount St. Joseph will have two games left in the regular season. Hanover next week, and then the final game of the season, two weeks from today, against Anderson at Schuler Field. I'm Dave Mitchell, about 22 minutes away from the kickoff of this afternoon's game on a bright, sunshiny, yet cloudy day here in Defiance, and we'll be back with more on this afternoon's pregame show after this. Dayton Children's cares about the health of your children. Hi, I'm Kirk Herbstreit. Growing up in Centerville, my parents taught me the importance of being healthy, and now I'm teaching my kids. Childhood obesity is on the rise, but there are small steps that we could take to fight it. Turn off video games and go outside, ride bikes, go to the park, or learn a new dance. Parents, once we get moving, our kids will follow. Get moving! Dayton Children's. Experts you trust. Caring for the children you love. Stay up to date with all your sports information on UltimateSportsTalk.com, Mount St. Joseph University, and Roger Bacon High School Sports. Talk about the Cincinnati Reds and Cleveland Indians on the Ohio Baseball Weekly Show every Monday night at 9 during the baseball season. Minute-by-minute scores, opinion articles, stories from the pros, college, and high school levels, including the WWE, MMA, and UFC. Increase your workout level and tickets to any sporting event all in one spot. Check out UltimateSportsTalk.com every day for your sports fix. Hey, by the way, in case you missed it, the Cincinnati Reds announced today that Former Yankee manager Joe Girardi has pulled his name from consideration as manager of the Reds position. That basically, if you believe media reports, leaves it up to Brad Osmus and David Bell as the two choices for the Reds as manager of the team next year. It appears Jim Riggleman is out in Cincinnati. Our next broadcast game coming up next Friday night. It'll be the final game of the regular season for Roger Bacon. They play at Purcell. Game time, 7 o'clock. Rob Rickenbaugh and I will be on the air with the pregame show at 6 o'clock. And by the way, happy birthday to Rob Rickenbaugh. It's his third anniversary of his 29th birthday today. (laughs) So we want to wish him a happy birthday. And of course, next Saturday, Mount St. Joseph will be Back on the field over in Indiana, the final road game of the season. They'll be taking on Hanover, and that game will begin at 1.30. The pregame show starts, as always, at 12.30 next Saturday afternoon. Coming up at halftime this afternoon, we will have a preview of three of the biggest games that are going on in college football today in the top 25. The first one will be, of course, Ohio State playing at Purdue this evening. That game will get underway at 7.30. We'll have a preview of that contest. Penn State will be playing at Indiana later on this afternoon. That's a big game in the Big Ten. And one of the big games with national playoff implications has Oregon at Washington State. We'll be previewing that game also coming out of the Pac-12 network. That'll all be here at halftime on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Now, elsewhere around the country in college football action, in the top 25, game that got underway just a little while ago, it was Cincinnati at Temple. And let's see if we can bring up a score on that one as we get these games underway today. And right now, Temple, with 10.41 left to go in the first quarter, is leading Cincy 10-7. Other scores around college football today, number 19, Iowa, is blanking Maryland 6-0. Number 9, Oklahoma, over TCU with 8.25 left to go in the first half, 28-7. And Wisconsin is blanking Illinois 14-0 with 7.24 left to go 
in the first half of action. Now, in other games this afternoon, starting at 3.30, and don't forget, the Michigan-Michigan State game is happening this afternoon, but there's no score available on that one as of yet. At 3.30 this afternoon, number one Alabama is playing at Tennessee. 16th-ranked North Carolina State will be at number three Clemson. Colorado goes to 15th-ranked Washington. 18th-ranked Penn State will be at Indiana. And then tonight, we've already told you about Ohio State-Purdue. Vandy will be at 14th-ranked Kentucky, taking on the Wildcats. 12th-ranked Oregon will be at 25th-ranked Washington State. We'll preview that one at halftime also. Mississippi State is at 5th-ranked LSU. 10th-ranked UCF goes to East Carolina. By the way, UCF has got the longest winning streak in college football right now. And UConn will be at 21st-ranked USF. That's happening all tonight in college football action. Around the Heartland Conference, Manchester last week defeated Bluffton 21-17. to Elsewhere in the conference, it was Anderson blanking Earlham 63 to nothing. We told you about Hanover defeating Defiance 48-7, and Rose Holman was off last week. And, of course, Franklin beat up on the Lions by that final score of 42-34. to So, with all that happening last week, here's a look at... The Heartland Conference standings heading into action today. Hanover and Franklin are each at 4-0, and but Hanover is 4-2 and overall. Franklin at 5-1. and Mount St. Joseph is at 4-1. and Manchester is at 3-2. and They're in fourth place. Then comes Anderson and Rose Holman, each at 2-2. Two and two. Bluffton goes in at 1-4. and four. Earlham at 0-5, and, and Defiance is 0-4. They are at the bottom of the Heartland Conference. Now in action today around the Heartland Conference, let's take a look at what's happening. All the games will be at 1.30 today. Bluffton has the day off, so the Beavers are off today. Around the area, it will be Earlham at Franklin. Now, if Earlham could break that long losing streak today, it would be fantastic. They need to have some luck actually turn their way. Maybe it'll happen against Franklin today. Doubtful, but hey, you've always got hope. Hanover is playing at Manchester. That's a big game. And Anderson will be at Rose Holman. And as we told you, next week the Lions will be playing at Hanover. The Division Three national rankings for this week are out also. And again, Mount Union is on top of it with a record of 6-0. and Matter of fact, the top five are all unbeaten. Mary Harden-Baylor is at 6-0. and They're number two. Brockport, 6-0. and They're number three. Frostburg State comes in at 5-0. and They're ranked fourth. And St. John's is 5th at 6th and 0. John Carroll is ranked 10th this week in the D3 Top 25. They're at 5-1. and 1. Washington and Jefferson at 7-0, and 0, and they are ranked 11th. Wittenberg comes in at 14th this week. They are 6-0. and 0. And Trine out of Angola, Indiana is ranked 16th this week. They are 6-0. and 0. Case Western Reserve dropped out of the Top 20, but they're still in the Top 25. They're ranked 22nd. They have got a record of 5-1. and 1 on the season. While the Lions are getting set to take on the Yellow Jackets on a sunshiny Saturday afternoon, I'm Dave Mitchell. We'll be back to preview this afternoon's ballgame, tell you all about Defiance College, and have an interview with head coach Tyler Hopperton when we return to Coruscant Stadium after this. Label me. You know you want to. Don't be shy. You do it behind my back. Say it to my face. You don't know me. You know what I am? I'm a pitcher. I'm a striker. I'm a point guard. I'm a linebacker. I'm a center. Shortstop. High jumper. Wrestler. Defender. Goalie. Student. Student athletes. 
That's who we are. Think of the NCAA as a marching band. We wouldn't stop with halftime. We'd be full-time. Celebrating student-athletes in everything they do. Okay, so don't think of us as a marching band. Think of us as a spirit squad. Well, just know we're always there for student-athletes. Well, the Lions had a good trip up here in their two buses that came out of the University of Mount St. Joseph on Delhi Avenue and followed them up. They stopped for breakfast, had a nice breakfast, and then got here. And immediately the bus drivers took a wrong turn and ended up about a half a mile away from the stadium. So hopefully that's the only thing that goes wrong for the Lions here this afternoon. That started off the afternoon, but they are set and ready to go on a sunshiny day. This is the regular turf here, the AstroTurf. I guess you don't call it AstroTurf. You call it the field turf now at Coracell Stadium. The wind is blowing from the south to the north. And this game, it's going to be just great weather, about 55 degrees for this afternoon's contest. Defiance 0-6 coming in. They are 0-4 in the Heartland Conference. They're winless here at home in four attempts. And they are 0-2 on the road under head coach Manny Matsakis. In his first year, last week they fell to Hanover, 48 to 7. They've been playing football since two, since I should say 1904, not 2004, 1904 when they won their first game over Findlay, 32 to nothing. Manny Matsakis enters his first season here this year, and he didn't have much of a chance to implement his system. He coached under Mike Leach at Texas Tech and Bill Snyder at Kansas State during his career. He also coached NFL wide receiver Wes Welker in his college career. However, this season has really been one of the big challenges for him. Defiance is giving up 461 yards per game defensively, almost evenly between the run at 202 yards a game and the pass at 259. That amounts to just over 46 points a game that Defiance has been allowing this year. They've also been unable to run the football on a consistent basis. They're just averaging 77 yards per game as a team. It's been tough for the Yellow Jackets, losing by single digits in only one game. That was to Anderson on week three by four, 18 to 14. The rest of their games have been by a losing margin of 38.6 points per ball game. Coming into this game, Defiance has lost the last time they won a Heartland Conference title was in 2001, and they have lost nine in a row heading into this game. In their loss last week to Hanover, freshman Jalen Streeter out of Toledo Whitmer High School had a career-high ten tackles, including eight solos and a forced fumble. The Yellow Jacket defense, believe this or not, they forced five turnovers last week, including four fumble recoveries, and still lost 48-7. to They'll play here at home in their final home game of the year against Rose Holman next week. They come in averaging 13.5 points per ball game. Defensively, they're giving up 46.3 points per game, which is a differential of 32.8 to the negative side for the Yellow Jackets. For the Mount St. Joseph Lions, what team is going to show up today? We don't know. Will it be the team 
that is going to be emotionally scarred from last week's contest against Franklin, or will it be a team that has set their sights on winning the final three games of the year and increasing their chances at winning the Heartland Conference? They come in with a record of five and two, four and one in the Heartland Conference. On the road, they are two and one. They are three and one at home after last week's loss to Franklin by eight. It's imperative under second-year head coach Tyler Hopperton with a career record of 11 wins against six losses that they come to win and have a shot at postseason football. Today is a game they know coming in that they should win, but coming off last week's loss, the Mount must stay focused and really end this game early. As everybody knows, I've preached about it in basketball and now football. The longer you leave a team in the ball game that doesn't have any business being in it, like Defiance does today against the Mount, the more you give them confidence that they can win the game. So the Lions need to come out here this afternoon, smack Defiance in the mouth, and get off early and end this ball game in the first quarter at least, or at least early in the second quarter. The Lions, are they ready to play? We talked with head coach Tyler Hopperton about that earlier this week. Hot before this afternoon's ball game against Defiance. First of all, I hate to go back to last week's game, but talk a little bit about what happened in that football game and was the loss of Tavon Robertson really that big in the defense towards the end of the game? Yeah, I mean, I think as a coach, you'd like to think that losing players, you know, you'd love to have that next man up mentality. And, um, you know, the guys that came in, you know, did what they could do. And um, But, you know, Tavon's worked his butt off here, you know, and he's – essentially been our best defensive player this season and um had a great game you know scored the first touchdown and Saturday's game was making some great plays and you know but he's kind of the glue in the secondary he communicates he gets everyone lined up and he's also the fixer you know mm-hmm. being the free safety you're often the fixer where mistake you know everyone's mistakes in front of you you can fix in the back and he does a good job of that and you saw that in the run game where you know some of their eight to twelve yard runs are usually four to six yards when Tavon's in there you know and and that adds up um but that's what we're trying to get to, and it's eye-opening as coaches in terms of, you know, in recruiting, that's what you want. And, and not just recruiting, but development as well to get to the point where it's not that big of a drop-off. Now, you're going to get good players that are hard to replace, but, um, you know, we need to do a better job of uh, developing. And, you know, some of these guys are just green, you know. Um, Mitch Minsel, who, who went in there, freshman out of West Claremont, is going to be a good player for us. Hadn't had much varsity time and, you know, went out in the biggest game of the year. So it's, you know, and, and did some good things. Um, but just not at the level of a four-year starter senior, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think it's crazy to expect that. Franklin has won 10 of the last 11 conference championships. They've got their tradition. Is it an understatement to say it is hard to beat tradition? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think it's a tangible thing. I, I think, um, and, and mainly that's experience. I mean, think about anything in life. If you have experience in that, you know, it, against somebody that, that doesn't, I mean, it's the same as a job interview or the same as a presentation or the same, you know, if, if any job that the first, second, even third time you do it compared to now 10 years down the road, I mean, it's, it's second nature, you know, and some of those things when, um, you know, when it gets tough, when the going gets tough, they, they've been there before and they've been in tough games and they've been, you know, that, um, you know, a lot of their championships over the years, even in maybe an undefeated conference schedule, you know, they've had one, two, three point losses in that, um, and those are been down in the fourth quarter and have won, you know, so it, it's more second nature to them, you know. Michael Williamson has just 
been outstanding running the football. It looks to me from up in the press box that when he grabs the football, he just explodes through the line. Is that what it looks like to you? Yeah, absolutely. I think he he's done a good job of, you know, that burst north first. And mm-hmm. then, you know, because a lot of his cuts come four, five, six yards down the field when he's able to then get those big runs. You know, he had one of our two explosive plays on Saturday over 25 yards. And, um, you know, but a lot of that is that of getting it, getting north and then making a cut. Um, but Mike's done a great job and he's, he's getting a little better each week to it. Everything else, you know, I mean, he's um, a good uh, pass blocker. He's um, catching him out of the backfield now. You know, he's doing several things. And I think a lot of that is, you know, our success early in the season passing. Um, you know, it has teams where they're like, hey, run it and we'll we'll try to tackle you and that kind of thing. They're afraid to get beat over the top. And so that's, you know, um, our offense has had to transition a little bit. But I thought we moved the ball fine. And a lot of that was because of what Williamson's doing. And I don't want to take anything away from the line, but they've been opening up some monstrous holes lately. Yeah, they're getting in their groove a little bit. Um, and they're, they're some big boys. That's mm-hmm. the biggest line we've had here in a long time. And, um, but, but they're not slow either. I mean, they're real good athletes and, and, um, strong and they're getting a good push. And I think, um, you know, Mike behind them is a lot of confidence running too. He knows that, hey, if I get behind these guys, they're going to open something up for me. Hop, the attitude after the game last week. How's practice been this week? It's been pretty good. Um, you know, it probably, the, the, usually the loss, you know, against, Moorhead, it, it fixed pretty quick, and it's been a while since these guys have lost a D3 game, you know, it's been since last October, mm-hmm. so, you know, I think it drug on them a little bit, you know, I think, um, you know, these guys are thinking, uh, you know, HGAC championship, these guys are thinking beating Franklin for the first time in eight years or nine years, and that kind of thing, and so, it, I mean, it does take a little bit of wind out of your sails, but I think we've had a, a good week of practice, and morale's been been good this week. Now you go from the first place team, one of the top teams in the conference, to Defiance, who's in last place and winless. What's the focus been this week as far as the team is concerned? I mean, the focus has just been individual jobs, you know, which is the same. And that's what we've tried to break it down to. Um, That way there wasn't a huge drop-off. Because we've seen that in the past where, you know, people amp it up and think it's different week to week. And and technically it's not, you know. And and, um, I know I was talking to you, you know, before the interview about, you know, if you if you walk across a two-by-four when it's laying on the ground, that's pretty easy. Now, if you put that across two two two-story buildings, now it seems a little harder. But what's really the difference? Nothing. Just pressure, right? But you still have to walk across the board. And that's still the same thing with Defiance um, and comparing it to Franklin. The the job is the same. Everybody's task is the same. The calls are the same. Um, so we're asking them to do that. Um, now, there might be a little less pressure, but there's also some blood in the water. You know, I, I mean, Defiance has nothing to lose. And, I mean, they're not afraid of us, and, and they shouldn't be. Um, but, you know, I think it's just it's been important for us to just uh, relate to these guys that it's just their job one snap at a time. Defiance has a sophomore quarterback in Miko that broke their yardage passing record a year ago. What kind of problems does he present? He's a great arm. I mean, I I think... Um, he, you know, with a quarterback like that, with an arm like that, they're always within striking distance, you know. So, um, you know, their offense has struggled with some consistency, but they, they're not at a, at a lack of big plays. Um, they also, you know, go for it a lot on fourth down. So, um, you know, they give him, a, you know, a couple more chances a game and make those big plays. I think they have four touchdowns on fourth down this year. Um, so they have some good athletes with a good arm. You know, he's able to get it out there and, and get under him. And um, so, you know, if you got a quarterback with an arm, you always kind of have a chance. Good luck today. Thank you. Head coach Tyler Hopperton before this afternoon's ball game. 
taking a look at the injury report for today, and it does look like a mash unit for the Mount St. Joseph Lions. Grayson Roberts, we've already talked about him. He's out for the season. Gavin Robertson is probably out for today. He may try to play, but chances are no. Uh, he's got the shoulder injury. He is probably out for today. Nate Stone has been out for a long time. He is out with that torn ACL. Kobe Newman is out for today, too, at the running back position, and uh, he could possibly be back next week, more than likely, against Anderson in the final game of the season. So the running back position will be held up by Michael Williamson and Trevor Tomey this afternoon. We'll be back to bring you this afternoon's kickoff after this. Hi, this is Morgan Freeman. Has anyone ever said you are the picture of health? You look healthy, you feel fine, but that may not be the full picture. Colorectal cancer is the second leading cancer killer of men and women over 50. Since it doesn't always cause symptoms, you may not know you have it. The only way to know is by getting screened. Screening can find precancerous polyps, so they can be removed before they turn into cancer. This is one cancer you can prevent. Plus, screening can find colorectal cancer at an early stage, when the chance for a full recovery is very high. Talk with your doctor and get tested for colorectal cancer. Medicare and many insurance plans help pay for screening. Get screened. Make sure you are the picture of health. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Great food and a fun atmosphere. Join your old friends and new at Sunday's Pub on 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. The month of October marks the 10th anniversary for Sundays, and they're celebrating. On Mondays is server night. All domestic beers are $1.50. Stop in on Fridays before the game starting at 4 for free appetizers. And when the Bengals are on the road, join Sundays for a Bengals potluck party. See the Bengals on the big screens at Sundays. Your taste buds will water when you walk into Sunday's Pub. Sunday's Pub, 8582 Winton Road in Finneytown. Dave Mitchell back in defiance. The Lions come into today's ball game. Averaging 42.1 points per game. They've had a high of 59 this year, which was against Capital. That was the first game of the season. And then again, a couple of weeks later, against Earlham. Defensively, they're giving up 26 points per ball game, which is a differential of, on the plus side, of 16.1. The keys for this afternoon's ball game for Defiance, they've got to put a lot of pressure from their defensive front on Chayton Tomlin today and stay in the ball game as long as they can. If you leave a team, like we've said, that is not supposed to win in the ball game for a long period of time, they start picking up momentum and confidence that they can win. For Mount St. Joseph, they need to stay in an offensive rhythm. They've been running the football extremely well over the last three weeks, and they want to continue doing that today. And because of the loss of Grayson Roberts, again, we continue to harp on this. Cooper Earls, Nick Murphy, and Paul Miner need to contribute. Both teams are out. The Lions have won the opening coin toss, and they will defer. So Mount St. Joseph will defer to the second half. That means Defiance will get the opening kickoff of this afternoon's ballgame. Defiance 0-6, they're winless in the Heartland Conference in four attempts. Mount St. Joseph 5-2 and two overall, and they have a 4-1 and one 
Heartland Conference record. When you look at the scores that Defiance has had against them this year, they fell to Albion in the first game 59 to 6, lost to Hope Michigan 41 to nothing in week 3, 57 26 to Manchester. Their closest game this year was against Anderson. They lost that one 18 14. Franklin came to town on October 6, they fell 55 to 28. Hanover then beat them last week, 48 to seven. So as we said, their closest game was against Anderson in 18 to 14 loss. Logan Myko, 86 of 192 passing this year for 1,053 yards, six touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Their leading receiver is Jacob Vorse. He's got 25 receptions for 375 yards, two TDs, and he's averaging 15 yards per catch. And rushing, we told you about Corey Bennett. 103 carries, 410 yards, two touchdowns, averaging four yards per carry. Back set to return for the Yellow Jackets will be Kendall Bryant. Bryant, number 83, back and the Hartley Conference Special Teams Player of the Week. Jerry Porter will be kicking it off for the Lions. The Lions in their... Road white uniforms with dark blue numerals and white helmets. For Defiance, they're in their purple and gold uniforms. Purple tops with the tannish pants, white numerals, and white helmets here this afternoon. The ball blew off the tee, so Porter is going to have to have somebody hold it. He's going to drop back. Lions will be going from right to left across your computer screen. Glad to have you along this afternoon on Ultimate Sports Talk. And Porter's kick is a line drive. That will be taken in by Bryant at the 2. Cuts it right up the middle across the 10 to the 15 to the 20. Breaks a couple of tackles and then can't get away from the final man, Julius Fisher, who brings him down at the 23-yard line. So that is where, after that 22-yard return by Bryant, Defiance will start out going from left to right, just outside their own 23, first and 10 on a sunshiny Saturday afternoon. The purple and gold of Defiance comes out with Logan Myko at quarterback. Bennett is the single setback. They go with the pistol. They've got receivers split on both sides. Roberts, Cummings, Vorse, and Santoro. Snap goes to Myko. Myko hands it off to Bennett. And Bennett is going to be stacked up and downed immediately by the Lions' interior defense. Logan Bright got the first hit and picked up the tackle on the play. No gain. Brings up second down, 10 yards to go. Benender's really the only running back that they use. They put Joe Webb as the backup running back, but he basically has only had 14 carries this year. Second down, 10 yards to go. Ball at the 23-yard line. Michael with Bennett right behind him, and he gives it off to Bennett again. Same play, off right tackle. Fumble on the play, and the Lions have jumped on it. They recover the football at the 21-yard line. Coming up with the fumble recovery for the Lions is Spencer Kandra. Kandra, the junior defensive tackle with the fumble recovery, and the Lions set up shop at the 22 of Defiance after the fumble. Chayton Tomlin, the starting quarterback, of course, for the Lions. He has got Michael Williamson to the left of him. Trips out to the far side for Mount St. Joseph. Single receivers, Cooper Earls to the left. Tomlin's going to drop back, throws it over the middle. The Glines, he had him, but overthrew him. Glines was Tomlin open over the middle. Complete. 
But Tomlin, with the wind to his back, just overthrew Glines by a couple of yards. Going out wide to the right side, now for Mount St. Joseph, is Dayton Hunt. No, check that. Yes, it is Dayton Hunt. Out wide to the right-hand side. Murphy out slot left, and the handoff goes to Michael Williamson. He'll take it down to the 19-yard line for a gain of three on the carry. Neely with the tackle. Paul Miner will check in, brings up third down. Well, they're going to spot him back to the 21. Interesting spot by this crew. And it brings up third down, nine yards to go from the 21. Paul Miner lines up tight end right for the Lions. Williamson to the left of Tomlin. Tomlin looks over the defense. He's got Earls out wide left. Now he's audibleizing at the line. Playcock down to six. Tomlin takes the snap. Looks over the middle. He's going to throw it into the end zone to Earls and overthrew him again. Not very accurate today. And now we've got a flag thrown by the side judge. As he comes in and talks to the head referee. And let's see if it is against the Lions or if it will be on defiance. As the referee, they're still looking things over. And now Jermaine. So you heard an eligible man downfield. They will decline it. Bring up fourth down, nine yards to go from the 21. And the special teams player of the week, Jerry Porter, will come in to try a field goal. They will spot it at the 28-yard line, making this a 38-yard attempt for Porter. Ball almost in the center of the field, and the wind is to Porter's back. Just closer, maybe just off this way to the center of the field. Porter looks at, got a good snap. Kick is up. It is long enough. Is it good? It is no good wide right. So the Lions miss an opportunity. 13-19 to go in period number one, and we've got no score from Defiance. Life should be enjoyed. So get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. So the Lions miss an opportunity. Defiance comes back quickly to the line of scrimmage. And they throw a pass. Michael's pass out to Nate Roberts at the 23-yard line. Complete for a three-yard gain. Brings up second down. Seven yards to go. It's closer to the 24 now. Receivers out wide on both sides. Maiko, the sophomore quarterback from Gross Point, Michigan, has got the running back, Bennett, to his right. He's going to throw it out to the right side again to Roberts, and Roberts immediately knocked out of bounds by Tyler Hanna at the 31-yard line. He's close to a first down. Defiance is signaling it is a first down, and it will be. So it's a first down for Defiance, their initial one of the afternoon. Takes it out to the 31-yard line. And it's first and 10, 12:35. Cloudy day, but sunshiny. 
when the clouds get out from in front of the sun, that sun is beating down inside the press box here and it makes it extremely hot. In December, we'll be thankful for that. Trips out to the far side. Maiko, hand off to Bennett. Bennett right up the middle on a draw. Takes it across the 31, out to the 34-yard line for a gain of three. And again, it brings up second and seven. And now we've got a practice dummy rolling clear out from the track on the far end of the field. Almost out to the 20-yard line. And running off the bench is Jalen Neely. He goes and drop kicks it past the goalpost at the south end of the stadium. Don't see that very often. You see squirrels. Saw a possum in Cleveland during the playoffs, but you don't normally see a rubberized plastic tackling dummy just roll out onto the field. Second down seven as play will resume. Ball at the 34-yard line. Defiance moving from left to right. Dropping back Maiko. Heavy rush. He has to step up into the pocket and falls to a knee at the 30-yard line. Loss of four on the sack by the Lions. Their first of the afternoon. By the way, that Michigan-Michigan State game, the reason we don't have a score on it is it is under a weather delay. So that's the reason we have no score from Michigan, where the Spartans are taking on the Wolverines. Blake Watson probably sitting at home wondering when they're going to get that game underway. Third down, call it 11 yards to go for Defiance back at their own 30. Lions with nickel coverage now. Maiko drops back, and he's going to hand it off to Bennett. Bennett is going to get hit at the 30. Spins forward, brought down by Sean Sullivan out at the 32-yard line. Gain of two for Bennett, and Defiance will have to punt the football away. You would think they would. Now, they are... Well known in the Heartland Conference this year for, on fourth down, going for it. Maiko is their punter. So normally, and they're going with the shotgun formation, he's a little deeper than normal out of the shotgun, so you would think he's just going to pooch punt it, and he will. And Speakman will go back and catch it at about his 30-yard line. He'll bring it back the other way. 35-40. He upends. He got fumbled the football. And Defiance has jumped on top of it. Alex Richard Hernandez from Gibsonburg recovers the fumble at the Lions' 40-yard line. And the Lions have a player down. Is that Speakman? Nope. That is not Troy. That is Peyton Williams. But he also pops right up and leaves the football game. So Defiance, they're going to mark it, recovered at the 48-yard line in Lions territory. Lions with their first turnover of the day. Turnover's even at one apiece. And Defiance gets a break, and they have the football after the recovery in Lion territory at the 48-yard line. left to go in this first quarter of action. And now Defiance with the play clock all the way down to 10. Just now break the huddle on the sideline. Maiko leads the team up to the line of scrimmage. He's got receivers out wide on both sides. Play clock down to one. Maiko takes the snap. Looks to his left. Now looks to his right. Cuts it up the middle. He's going to be hit and dropped at the 45. Gain of three by Maiko. Tackle made by the Lions, Spencer Kandra. Well, he's had quite a game in the first five minutes of this one. 
Jermaine Drake will leave the ball game now for the Lions and back into the contest as Sean Sullivan he took a playoff. Peyton Williams also back in. Mitch Menzel getting the start today at that free safety position. Second down, seven yards to go. And Maiko takes the snap, drops straight back. Now he's going to tuck it under. He's going to be hit back in their own territory at the 48 and dropped. Six-yard loss on the play and the tackle made by Corey Harden. Another sack by the Lions. That is their second of the afternoon. Brings up third down and 13 yards to go. They are getting some penetration against that offensive line of Defiance. Yellow Jackets have a couple of tackles that are from Defiance. Zach Morris, and they start him at one tackle, and on the other side is Casey Helton, both from Defiance High School here, the Bulldogs. Third down, 13 yards to go, 8.51 remaining in the first quarter. We've got no score. Trips out to the near side. Lions are coming on the blitz. Handoff goes to Bennett on the draw. He breaks into the clear across the 45 of Mount St. Joseph. Brought down at the 43-yard line. He's still going to be shy of the first down by about three yards. But a gain of 10 for Bennett. And it brings up fourth down and about four yards to go on the play from the Lions' 42-yard line. The official put the ball down and it started blowing away. So it's fourth down, and let's see what the Yellow Jackets decide to do. They're going to send Vorse out slot left. Wide left is DeMarcus Cummings. Out of the pistol formation, they're going to go for it. Dropping back Michael. Michael throws it out into the flat, and it is incomplete to Nate Roberts. So the Defiance will turn it over on downs, and the Lions dodge a bullet with 8-0-1 to go in this first quarter. We've got no score from Defiance. Explore your nursing career options at Mount St. Joseph University. Built upon 90-plus years of experience in nursing, the Mount's nursing programs prepare professional and ethical leaders who promote holistic, evidence-based healthcare practices. The Mount's nursing programs are fully accredited by the Commission of Collegiate Nursing Education. Apply now at msj.edu slash apply to begin classes in the fall. Mount St. Joseph University continues to be a proven leader in nursing education. Visit us at msj.edu. Chayton Tomlin on first and 10 from the 42-yard line in Lion Territory throws a right flat pass to Paul Miner from his tight end position, and Miner just made a nice catch. Across the 45, out to the 46 for a gain of four. He caught that ball away from his body and hung on to it as he was being hit and tackled. Second down, call it six yards to go for the Lions. Two receivers out to the near side, handoff to Williamson right up the middle, and Williamson carries the pile out to the 50-yard line. That's a gain of four. And it will be third down and two yards to go from the Lions from midfield. No score in this one. Both teams have a turnover. Lions missed a field goal. And Defiance went for it on fourth down and did not get it. So it's third down two. That brings you up to date as to what's happened in this one so far. Ball at midfield. Williamson to the right. Tight end right is Paul is minor handoff to Williamson. He's going to take it right up the middle and his second effort gets it down to the 47-yard line and a first down for the Lions. Boy, Mont St. Joseph has really been able to run the football effectively over the last few weeks, and it's mainly because of that offensive line. 
They have really done a great job, led by Cole Tepp at the center position, of bringing up holes for Williamson to get through. Minor tight end right. Glines slot left. Devin Bradley into the ballgame now. He's out wide left. Cooper Earl's out wide right. Tomlin with 6.25 remaining takes the snap. Looks up the middle. Runs up the middle. Now throws it deep and it's going to be intercepted by Defiance. Back to the 25 to the 30 and brought down at the 29 yard line is Cody Drum-Turner. A sophomore DB from Homer, Michigan stepped right in the middle of that pass between Tomlin and Chase Pankey. And the second turnover of the afternoon by the Lions. Gives the ball back to Defiance, first and ten at their own 29-yard line. This is exactly what we talked about on the pregame show. You cannot give Defiance the thought that they are going to be able to stay in this football game, and right now the Lions are doing that. First and ten, ball at the 29-yard line. Michael back with Bennett right behind him. Receivers out wide on both sides. He's got Roberts out to the near side. Vorse in the slot to the left. He's their leading receiver. Hand off to Bennett right up the middle. Bennett now cuts it off left tackle across the 30, out to the 35-yard line. Six yards on the carry by Bennett. And it'll bring up second down and four. Second down, four yards to go. Ball at the 35-yard line. Matt Sakas, the first-year head coach of Defiance, barking out the play call on the sideline. He's his own offensive coordinator. Gets it out to Maiko. Play clock down to five. Maiko, hand off to Bennett, off left tackle. Across the 40, he's got the first down. And out to the 43-yard line. Gain of seven on the carry for Bennett. And the Yellow Jackets have a first down at their own 43-yard line. They're right now opening up some holes along that front line of the Lions' D-line. 5-18 and running left to go in this first quarter. At halftime... We'll have previews of three of the ball games going on today. Ohio State-Purdue, Penn State-Indiana, and tonight Oregon-Washington State. All that coming up at halftime. Receivers out wide to the right-hand side. Dylan Rogers out. Rankin Roberts is out wide to the right, and the handoff goes to Bennett. Tried to cut it outside, and he's brought down again by Sean Sullivan and also David Guck. For a loss of a yard back to the 43. Brings up second down and call it a short 11 yards to go for the Yellow Jackets. They send Cummings out wide to the left-hand side. Vorce is slot left. Now Santora is going to make a trips on the far side. And Roberts is the single receiver out to the near side. No tight end. Play clock down to four. Maiko takes the snap. Heavy rush. Sets up a screen, and it's going to be dropped by Bennett. Boy, that thing was set up nicely, but Maiko was backpedaling as he threw the football and couldn't get enough oomph on it to get the ball to Bennett. Hit him at about the ankles, and Bennett dropped the football. So it'll bring up now third down and 11 yards to go. Long 11 here. And 
Michael leads the team up to the line of scrimmage. He's got Cummings going out wide left. Dylan Harris into the ball game out of Danbury. He's out wide to the left-hand side. Receiver split on both sides. Single setback is Bennett. Bennett, fake handoff, throws it out into the flat to Vorce. Vorce in the left flat. He's going to cut it back to the original line of scrimmage and gain about a yard out to the 45-yard line. It'll bring up fourth down, nine yards to go at the 45 of Defiance. And let's see what the Yellow Jackets decide to do. Michael, as we said, is their punter. He came into the ball game averaging about 38 yards a punt. And he drops back. You would think that this is a punting situation. Speakman, who fumbled the last return, drops back, and Michael will just drop kick it, and Speakman will take it in at his 28-yard line and then slips and falls down as he cuts across the 30 out to the 32. 3.28 to go in the first quarter. We've got no score from Defiance. 15 grand. Yes, $15,000. It's Rocktoberfest at Jake Sweeney Ram Tri-County. During Ram Power Days, you'll save up to 15 grand on new Ram trucks. Only at Jake Sweeney Ram Tri-County. Lions will be back at home. In two weeks, they'll be on the road next week at Hanover. That'll round out the road portion of the regular season schedule. And then Anderson comes to town in two weeks to Schuler Field to round out not only the home portion, but the regular season. 3.28 left to go here. No score so far in this ball game. Lions take it over first and 10 at their 33. Tomlin scrambles out to the left, now cuts it up the middle, and he's going to be brought down at the 35-yard line, Derek Angelone. Made the tackle. Angelone, they've got him listed as a wide receiver, but he's playing one of the linebacker positions today. Into the ball game for the Lions now, wide receiver Chase Samples. Samples, the freshman, 6'4", 195. Cooper Earls out wide right, line slot left. Williamson. Right behind Tomlin on second down and seven. Hand off to Williamson off left tackle. Takes it across the 35 out to the 38-yard line. Boy, a nice belly-to-belly suplex by the right outside linebacker, Kobe Brown, from Gross Gross Lake, Michigan, I should say. He just grabbed Williamson and suplexed him to the ground. Gain of four brings up third down and four yards to go for the Lions from their own 38. Tomlin looks over the defense, trips to the far side. 2.18 left to go in this first quarter. No score. Williamson to the left of Tomlin. Tomlin with the play clock down to 10. He's going to pitch it out to Williamson around the left side. He's got a lot of green across the 40, 45, steps out of bounds for the first down at the 47-yard line. Eight-yard carry for Michael Williamson. That was a nice play call by offensive coordinator Caleb Carrell. There was nobody out in that left area to pick up Williamson after the pitch out was made. Trips out to the far side, Glines and Miner are in a stack out to the right side. Samples out to the left. Tomlin takes the snap. Looks out to the left side. He's got a receiver. That is complete. That samples. Samples grabs it in defiance territory at the 47-yard line. And now the Lions have something going here. Gain of six at second down, down a short four. Nick Murphy out of the ball game. Paul Miner has come back in for the Lions. Minute 24 to go. Now Samples 
is going to go from the left side to the right side. Of course, the lines go with a no huddle, so he's got plenty of time to get over there. Trips to the far side. Ball on the near hash mark. Williamson to the right of Tomlin. Minor tight end left. Hand off to Williamson off left side. He's going to be bottled up and stacked up and brought down right at the line of scrimmage, which is the 47 of Defiance. Jackets never really brought him to the turf, but the officials blew it dead on his forward progress. And it brings up third down and about four yards to go. Ball resting at the 47. Clock inside a minute, down to 39 seconds. Left to go in this first quarter. Good crowd and an overcast, what's turned out to be an overcast Saturday afternoon. Williamson moves in motion to the far side out of the backfield. Shotgun, Tomlin takes the snap. He's going to be hit behind the line and dropped back at the 43. Could not get away from Chris Keyes, the outside linebacker coming on the blitz. And he grabbed Tomlin and just brought him down. Loss of 14, and it'll bring up fourth down. And Jerry Porter will come in and punt the football away, but he's not going to be able to do it with the wind to his back. He's going to have to do it with the wind to him, and that'll be the end of the first quarter of play. So we played one from Defiance. Your score, it is Mount St. Joseph nothing and Defiance nothing. Every day of the week is a party at JTAP Sports Bar and Grill at 6441 Glenway Avenue. Start with Saturdays where JTAPS is your official stop for Mount St. Joe's football before and after the game. On Sunday is the NFL Sunday ticket. See a different game on every screen. And while you're there, check out the great service while enjoying all the different entrees on the JTAPS menu. It's wing night for Monday Night Football. Tuesday is boneless wing night. And Wednesday, stop by for gyro night. It's the place to be. Open every day at 11. JTAP Sports Bar and Grill at 6441 Glenway Avenue in Cincinnati. A ways back, Buddy LaRosa had a problem. He couldn't find tomatoes sweet enough for his family recipe pizza sauce. No tomatoes, no sauce. No sauce? Are you kidding? So, Buddy trekked to California and tasted tomatoes until he struck red gold. Bingo! Dad really went the extra mile to save our sauce. Try 3,000. A lot's changed, but going to great lengths for our 40 menu items? That never will. Good is never good enough. That's what makes us LaRosa's. Order La Rosa's Pizza now at 347-1111. So the Lions switch ends of the field to open up the second quarter. Jerry Porter will be punting into the win. Nate Roberts will set back at about his own 20-yard line to collect in this punt. Good snap to Porter. Porter, a couple steps, gets a high sidewinding kick that will hit at the 33. Take a Mount St. Joseph bounce, and it will drop dead inside the 30 at the 29-yard line. Just a 28-yard punt from Jerry Porter, and Defiance will have the football first and 10 at their own 29-yard line. Right now, we've only got one score out of the Heartland Conference. That is Franklin leading over Earlham 13-3. No score out of Hanover and Manchester. Also, no score between Anderson and Rose Holman. We'll check the top 25 scores coming up here just a moment when we get the opportunity. Meanwhile, Defiance takes the football over. Maiko under center for the first time. He's going to hand it off on the jet to Roberts, and Roberts is going to take it up across the 30, and he's going to be popped out of bounds at the 32-yard line. Coming up and making a hit at the end of the play was Mitch Menzel, and you can hear the Defiance crowd 
wanting an unnecessary roughness, but actually Roberts had not stepped out of bounds yet. So Menzel's hit was legal. Receivers out wide on both sides. Roberts out wide to the left. Cummings slot left for the Yellow Jackets. Maiko, fake handoff, throws over the middle, and it is almost intercepted by Tyler Hanna. Dropped right at his ankles. Some miscommunication between Cummings and Roberts out on that left side, and Maiko threw it right in between the both of them. Santana back into the ballgame, so's Bennett. Vorce will go slot left. Coming out wide left is Richard Hernandez. Well, you can see Defiance, they're offensive players. They've got the playlist on their wrists, and every time Matsakis calls a play, they all look to their wrists for the play. Now, Maiko, fake handoff, looks over the middle. He's going to be hit and dropped before he could throw it, fumbled, and it looks Michael, like Defiance may have popped back on the football, and they did. Bennett is the man who popped back right, right on the football. But coming in from the blind side for the Lions was Zach Taylor, and Taylor blindsided Maiko coming in, and Maiko coughed up the football. Now wholesale substitutions coming in for Defiance. Brandon Hicks is into the contest now at the wide receiver spot. Dropping back Maiko. Maiko's going to go ahead and punt it on 4th and 14. Gets a spiral kick that is going to hit Inside the 40 of Mount St. Joseph territory and bounce out of bounds at the 35-yard line. 13-19 to go in the first half, and we've still got no score. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Doha Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community, open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Tomlin on first and 10 from the 29 pitches it out to Williamson around the left-hand side. Williamson will take it across the 35 out to the 40-yard line for a first pickup of six on the carry. And it brings up second down along four. Lions going from left to right, right into the wind here this afternoon. In this second quarter, trips out to the right side. Williamson to the left of Tomlin. Tomlin takes the snap. Throws a bubble screen to Glines, and Glines gets hit at the 44, but struggles forward to the 45, and he's going to have the first down right at the 45-yard line. Five yards on the reception to Glines, and a first down for the Lions. Into the ball game now, Nick Frederick. Boy, the Lions are going deep at that wide receiver position. Trying to get some consistency since the loss of Grayson Roberts. Receivers out wide on both sides. Of course, these players are also earning these positions. Glines lined up in the backfield. Now he moves in motion out of the backfield to the left-hand side. Tomlin throws it out to the right side, and it was batted down at the line of scrimmage. That linebacker, Chris Keyes, again, got his big paw up and deflected the pass away. It fell incomplete. Brings up second down, 10 yards to go for 
the Lions with 12.09 to go in this first half. Right now at the wide receiver spot, you've got Frederick, Chase Pankey out wide to the left-hand side. A.J. Glines and Cooper Earls are out to the right side. No tight end set for the Lions, and Tomlin looks back at the running back. Michael Williamson on second and ten from the 45, handoff to Williamson, comes around the near side, across the 45 to the 50, tried to skip out of bounds at the 45, saw he had some more room, so he took another couple of steps and went out of bounds at the 41. Nice run by the junior running back of 13 yards on the carry and a first down for the Lions in Defiance territory at the 42. Now Paul Miner will come back into the ball game. Lions have, like we said, they've been able to run the football over the past few weeks, and they have done a nice job of that. Miner moves in motion from the left to the right. Fake handoff to Williamson. Tomlin's going to go for it all. He's got Earls, and it is complete at the 12-yard line. Tomlin's pass complete. 29 yards on the reception to Cooper Earls, and the Lions are going to be inside the 12, near the 11. First and 10 against Defiance's, in Defiance's territory. 11-19 and running, left to go. Boy, that was a nice pass against the wind, and Earls made great adjustments on the right side to come back and make the catch. Panky out wide left, line slot left. Williamson to the left-hand side of Tomlin. Fake handoff to Williamson, throws it over the middle. Complete to Miner, touchdown! Miner broke open from his tight end position over the middle, and Tomlin hit him right in stride in the center of the field. And Mount St. Joseph has taken the lead 6 to nothing with 11.01 to go in this first quarter, first half of action. Boy, the Lions looked like the Lions of old on that drive, and they were able to do just about what they wanted to. Tomlin, 6 of 10, 58 yards passing so far today, and now he's got a first touchdown pass of the afternoon. Porter will come in to attempt the extra point, and the snap was high, and the ball went right into the line, and it was blocked by Defiance, so it's no good. The extra point no good. Lions still with the lead, though. 11.01 to go in the first half. It's Mount St. Joseph 6, Defiance nothing. This is why we love sports. It's in the way they play, free from the pressures and all the money talk. Playing for simply the love of the game, where everyone has a shot at their definition of success on and off the field. This is what we love about sports. And what we can still love about college sports. Ascent Safety Solutions focuses on preventing injuries before they happen. Ascent partners with employers to create a strong safety culture through ongoing safety evaluations, writing, and implementing safety policies and procedures, and OSHA-compliant training. Having challenges on the job site, Ascent provides job site inspections, along with temporary and full-time on-site safety staffing across the nation. Ascent Safety Solutions. Together, we can improve lives and reduce claim costs at the same time. Call Tommy Watkins at 513-351-1222. 
Jerry Porter kicks it off. It's short. It's grabbed by Nate Roberts at his own 15-yard line, and he's going to take it across the 20 up the far side to about the 21-yard line before he's knocked out of bounds. Defiance takes over the football first and 10 at their own 21-yard line. Lions lead it now 6 to nothing, on a nice pass from Chayton Tomlin to Paul Miner. Logan Maiko, 3 of 6 passing for 12 yards this afternoon, but Corey Bennett, 8 carries, 27 yards, 3.5 yards per carry. Bennett lines up to the right of Maiko. Receivers out wide on both sides. Now they move trips to the near side on first and 10. Dropping back Maiko, no pressure. He's going to throw it out to the left-hand side. Complete. It goes to Santana, and Santana juggled the football and then pulled it in at the 30-yard line while he was being tackled by... Peyton Williams and Noah Abel. Gain of six on that reception brings up second down and four yards to go for Defiance. Lions with their usual defense and now moving trips to the far side. Roberts, Vorse, and Santana, the trips out to the far side. Dropping back, fake handoff. Now it is a handoff. It goes to Bennett. Bennett out to the 35-yard line. He's got the first down, a gain of seven on the carry. Out to the 37. And it'll be a first down for Defiance. Bennett's done a nice job of running the football today. Nine carries, 36 yards so far in the ballgame. Yellow Jackets so far. You could tell this team, they don't look like a winless team. We were told that they were improving greatly because their head football coach, Manny Matsakis, was unable to take the reins of the program until the 1st of August. So he's been spending the entire season putting his program in place. Maiko drops back, looks over the middle. He's going to throw it deep, and it's over the head of Roberts incomplete. Double coverage back there. Michael's pass intended for Nate Roberts. Troy Speakman and Mitch Menzel back on coverage for the Lions. Into the contest now is Domingo Cummings. He'll check in. Cummings will go wide left and again. Defiance goes right to those wristbands to check out the play on second and ten from their own 37. 9.27 to go in this first half of action. We'll preview some top 25 games coming up at halftime. Maiko throws it up the middle. It is incomplete to Roberts. Boy, Roberts had the football in his hands. He had broke free against the defensive secondary, and he would have been gone. Coach Hopperton told us that is exactly what this defiance offense is. It'll be incomplete, 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 incomplete. And then all of a sudden, bang, they hit one, and they go 80 yards for a score. That one would have been 63. So it's third down, 10 yards to go for Defiance from their own 37-yard line. Trips out to the near side again on third and 10. 9.23 remaining in the first half. Michael rolls to the left. He's going to throw the ball out into the left flat. Complete divorce. Vorce caught it at the 45. Struggles forward to the 47-yard line. He's going to be close to the first down. He knew exactly where he needed to get, and he got there for the first down. 
11 yards on the reception and a first down for Defiance with 9-10 left to go in this first half. Of course, Ohio State playing at Purdue tonight. By the way, Purdue, in case you didn't know, their crowd, every game chants, IU sucks for Indiana, the Hoosiers. Tonight, they're going to say cancer sucks in honor of one of their students who is battling cancer for the third time. That'll be during the Ohio State game. Dropping back Michael. Michael looks to the left, and it is going to be almost intercepted by Tyler Hanna. Got his hands on it as he jumped the route in front of Cummings. So the incompletion brings up second down 10 from the 47 of Defiance. 8.41 remaining to go in the first half. Our next broadcast game Friday night as the high school football season wraps up. Roger Bacon will be on the road to Purcell. Second down, 10 yards to go. Roberts goes out wide to the right for the Yellow Jackets. They've got now two receivers in the slot. Cummings to the left-hand side, dropping back Michael. Michael under heavy rush sets up the screen, throws it to Bennett. Bennett gets a block into into Mount St. Joseph territory, down to the 45-yard line, and he's going to be upended at the 40. That's a 13-yard pickup by Bennett and a first down against the Lions. Right at the Lions' 40-yard line. Boy, Matsakis has done a nice job for Defiance calling the plays here today, but he has not been able to do anything in the red zone so far for the Jackets. 6-0, Lions on top of it here in the second quarter of play with 8-14 left to go in it. Trips out to the far side for the Jackets. Bennett right behind Maiko on first and 10 from the Lions 40. Fake handoff. Maiko looks to the left. Now rolls out of the pocket. He's going to be hit and dropped at the 42. Third sack of the afternoon. This time Corey Harden got in there and got him again. Along with Logan Bright. Loss of two on the play. Brings up second down. And a long 11 yards to go. Ball resting right in between the 41 and 42-yard line. 7.35 and running left to go. And again, the Jackets looking over to the sideline for the play call. And I get the impression that they may be going to go ahead. And now Matsakis calls out the play with 7 on the play clock. They're still looking at their wristbands. Now they get the formation set, two on the play clock. Michael gets it off, looks upfield, looks down the middle, and he throws a balloon. It's going to be intercepted on the play by Mitch Menzel. And Menzel's going to be dropped across the 15 out to the 18-yard line. That pass just went right up in the air by Michael. And the only man back there was Mitch Menzel. He intercepted it, brought it back to the 18-yard line, and the Lions have it first and 10 with 7.06 to go in this first half of play. Up 6 nothing. Need dinner quick for you and the kids? Hit Facebook right now and order from FNN Good Chicken Tenders on 5102 Crookshank Road. Feed the kids, the family, order a combo for yourself, eat garden style, or feed the peeps. Let the guys at FNN Good Chicken Tenders cater your next get-together, and everyone will thank you. Hand-breaded chicken tenders, homemade sauces, and coleslaw to die for. It's all at FNN Good Chicken Tenders, located at 5102 Crookshank Road. Order now at 451-3000. FNN Good Chicken Tenders, real chicken, real fast, real good. Lions on first and 10 from their 18 throw a flare pass out to the left-hand side to Michael Williamson. 
Williamson caught it and then was upended by Angelone at the 24-yard line. Gain of six on the reception. Brings up second down and four for the Lions from the 24 in their own territory. Handoff goes to Williamson off left side. He's got the first down across the 25 out to the 30. Brought down at the 32. Williamson, the ball carrier. Williamson with a seven-yard carry. And he's got the first down David for the Lions. First down, Williamson, Lions. eight carries here this afternoon. Make it seven carries, I'm sorry, for 33 yards on the day. First and ten for Mount St. Joseph with 6.14 to go in this first half. Empty backfield. Now Williamson's going to get the flare pass on the right side. Cuts it up across the 30, and he's going to slide and fall down at the 32-yard line. Brought down by... About a half yard on the game. Maybe no gain at all is what they'll say. I was out walking the field before the game, and it did appear to be rather slick down there. And that's exactly the area that I was walking in. And Williamson slipped and fell down trying to plant his right foot. Tomlin. He's got receivers out wide on both sides. Earls to the near side. Trips to the far side. No tight end set for the Lions. Williamson right behind Tomlin on second down and 10 from the 32. Tomlin now will switch Williamson over to the left-hand side. Play clock down to one, but Tomlin gets it off. He runs the opposite direction, and he's going to be dropped at the 27-yard line. Williamson went to the left. Tomlin looked like he wanted to pitch it out to the right-hand side. He looked back and saw there was nobody there. So he wisely hung on to the football and then was sacked. Back to the 28-yard line, loss of four, and it's third and 14. Third down and 14 for the Lions. So Tomlin and Williamson talking things over, and they seem to get it straightened out. Under five minutes and running left to go in this first half of play. Six-nothing, Lions lead it. They have the football third and 14 from their own 28. Tomlin drops back. Throws it over the middle. Complete to Earls. Earls at the 30, and he's going to be brought down right at the 30-yard line. Gain of two on the crossing pattern, but not enough for the first down. Fourth and 12, and with four and a half left to go in this first half, Jerry Porter will come in to punt it away. Porter had just a 28-yard punt his last time. Roberts will come in to return it for defiance. Back at about his own 30-yard line. Porter's low snap, but takes it away. He's going to get a high spiral. It's going to be short. Hit at the 40-yard line. Take a Lions bounce inside the 30, inside the 25, and it'll be dropped down at the 23-yard line. A 47-yard punt. No return by Jerry Porter. 3.56 to go in the half. It is 6 nothing. Mount St. Joseph over Defiance. 169. Yes, 169. It's Rocktoberfest at Jake Swinney Jeep Tri-County. During Jeep Adventure Days, lease the all-new Cherokee Latitude for only 169 a month. Only at Jake Swinney Jeep Tri-County. Defiance comes out to the line of scrimmage after that short break. Down 6 to nothing. Now the officials, they want to make sure that everybody is situated. Side judge blew, blew the play dead before it ever got started, and now he sheepishly walks away. <laughs> and uh, I see what the situation is now. Tyler Hanna had an equipment malfunction, so they've got to take him out of the ball game. And coming in is Dion Pumphrey. Pumphrey will come in at his position, dropping back Michael. Michael's going to flip the screen pass out to Bennett, and it is incomplete. 
Michael got hit by Bright just as he threw the football. 27-3, Franklin leading over Earlham. There was some talk up here in the press box. Wouldn't it be nice if Franklin could come away with a win, but I don't think that's going to happen. Now up 27-3. Rose Holman beating Anderson 14-6. No score out of Hanover, Manchester. Trying to check the top 25 scoreboard after this play. 3.52 remaining in the half. Trips out to the near side. Maiko with Bennett to the left. Bennett gets the handoff. Cuts it across the 20. He's going to take it out near the 25-yard line for a gain of about two on the play. It'll bring up third down and eight at the 25-yard line of Defiance. Michigan, Michigan State underway. Ten minutes to go in the first half. Michigan leads at 7-0. Iowa blanking Maryland at the end of 3-23-0. Wisconsin beating up on Illinois 28-10 in the third quarter. 7-15 left to go in the third. Oklahoma edging TCU 31-27. And Cincy and Temple with 9.50 to go in the third tied up at 10 apiece. Maiko on third and eight. Here come the Lions on the blitz. Maiko throws it over the middle, incomplete. Boy, nice defense by the Lions. Jermaine Drake, who was into the ball game, and boy, he locked up on Roberts on that crossing pattern. Wouldn't give him any room to breathe, let alone try to catch the pass. So it falls incomplete, fourth and eight. And Maiko, of course, stays in, and it looks like he'll punt the football away. There have been no shenanigans today by the Yellow Jackets on fourth down. It has all been punts. 3.03 remaining to go in this first half of action. 6 nothing Lions. Maiko, short punt that it will be taken in by Speakman. At his 35-yard line, he'll fair catch it right at the 35. 2.57 to go. Before halftime, it's now 6 nothing Mount St. Joseph over Defiance. Life should be enjoyed. So get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. Chayton Tomlin out of the shotgun now. Drops straight back. Looks out to the right-hand side. Complete to Tunstall. Tunstall into the ballgame. Cuts it to the 40, 45, 50. And he almost broke that one. But he was brought down on along the right sideline by Jalen Neely. So Tunstall picks up the first down. Down to the 49-yard line of Defiance. Nice first down play call by the Lions. Again, they'll go shotgun. Empty backfield. Trips out to the far side. Two receivers out to the near side. Devin Bradley out wide right with A.J. Glein slot right. Tomlin looking things over. Gets the snap. Looks to the left. Now he's going to cut it up the middle, and he's going to be brought down. Again, the suplex move by Julian Neely. for the Lions. And a loss of about nine yards on the sack. With two minutes to go in this first half of action. 
bring us up second down and about 20. They're going to scoreboard says 16, but it's a lot longer than 16. It's second down, 18 yards to go. Handoff up the middle to Williamson. Williamson struggles forward to the 45, maybe the 46-yard line. Gain of two. Boy, and you can tell Defiance has really gotten some momentum now. And with a minute 40 to go in this first half, they're going to use their first time out. They are starting to feel it, and you can tell it on the field as they are celebrating every time they make a great play. And that's exactly what the Lions did not need today. A minute 40 to go in the first half. Your score, it is Mount St. Joseph 6, Defiance nothing. Every day of the week is a party at JTAP Sports Bar and Grill at 6441 Glenway Avenue. Start with Saturdays where JTAPS is your official stop for Mount St. Joe's football before and after the game. On Sunday is the NFL Sunday ticket. See a different game on every screen. And while you're there, check out the great service while enjoying all the different entrees on the JTAPS menu. It's wing night for Monday Night Football. Tuesday is boneless wing night. And Wednesday, stop by for gyro night. It's the place to be. Open every day at 11. JTAPS Sports Bar and Grill at 6441 Glenway Avenue in Cincinnati. Defiance used to be an NAIA school, and then in the late 90s, they moved to Division Three. They've had an excellent basketball program throughout the years. Football has been up and down, as most programs are. But right now, they're going through a down program, but Manny Matsakis hopes to bring it back to prominence, as it was in the 70s and 80s. Third down, 16 yards to go after that timeout. Tomlin with Williamson to his right. Drops back, looks out to the left. He's got a receiver. Complete. That's Panky. Panky's close to a first down at the 40 of Defiance. And he's going to be shy by about a yard on a 17-yard reception to Panky. And it will bring up fourth down and a yard, and the Lions will go for it with a minute 33. Clock stopped on the out-of-bounds by Panky. Bradley comes out to the right. You would think it would just be Williamson right up the middle. Now Paul Miner is going to move. Basically stacking the guard position at a wing spot. Tomlin on fourth down and a yard. Looks to the left, looks to the right. He'll take the snap. Hand off to Williamson up the middle. Williamson has got the first down inside the 40. He's down to the 39-yard line. Well, let's see where they're going to mark the football. It looked like he easily had the first down as they umpile the Mass of humanity down there. The side judge came in and marked the football down. Let's see. Well, where they've got him spotted, I don't know. Looks like he's shy of the 39-yard line. Looked like he really had gotten past the 39, but Chayton Tomlin came in and eyeballed it. Says the Lions have it, but now they'll bring in the sticks, and we'll see. As they stretch out the sticks, he didn't get it. They stopped him by about four inches. So the Lions will turn it over on downs to Defiance. Defiance will take it over first and ten at their own 39, just shy of the 40-yard line after holding the Lions on downs. Minute 28 to go in this first half. Defiance has two timeouts left. They used one to try to stop the clock around the two-minute mark. Michael back out onto the field with Bennett. Trips out to the near side. They kind of disdained the run the last time they had the football, and now you would think they would do the same thing as they're going to have to run the hurry up. They've got 60 yards to go. 
Michael steps up in the pocket. He's going to be hit and dropped back at the 34. Logan Bright, David Guck all got in there and dropped Michael back to the 34-yard line. A loss of six brings up second and 16. And Michael is going to have to leave the football game. Looks like he got racked up, and now he's going to walk off the field. Ryan Freeman from Palm Coast, Florida, freshman, six foot one ninety, will be rushed into the football game. It's a heck of a time to be coming in for your first appearance of the ball game. And Freeman takes the snap. He's going to throw it up the right side. Boy, a nice pass, but he overthrew the intended receiver, Nate Roberts. 44.3 seconds to go. And the Lions lead it 6 to nothing. but Freeman now will be staring a third down and about 15 yards to go for the Yellow Jackets at their own 34-yard line. This is a game that the Lions were expected to come in here and just win easily, but Defiance has got other ideas. They play like this the rest of the year, folks. Defiance could win at least a game, if not maybe two. 44.3, dropping back. Now handoff up the middle goes to Bennett. Bennett's going to take it out to the 40, gain of six. And he was brought down by Logan Bright as he got a hold of him on the shoulder. And now Bennett is down at the 40. And that will stop the clock with 37 seconds to go in this first half. Bennett down at the 40-yard line after running it out to the 40. And it will be a first down for, or check that, it will be fourth down and about 10 yards to go for Defiance. We're going to step away from here and take a break while we've got an opportunity. You've got a timeout on the field, 37 seconds to go in the first half. It's Mount St. Joseph 6 Defiance nothing. 169 Yes, 169 It's Rocktoberfest at Jake Sweeney Jeep Tri-County. During Jeep Adventure Days, lease the all new Cherokee Latitude for only 169 a month. Only at Jake Sweeney Jeep Tri-County Now this is the 26th meeting between these two schools. 17th in Heartland Conference play. Mount St. Joseph has won 11 well, they have lost, or check out, Mount St. Joseph has won 14, while Defiance has won 11 of the contests. Manny Matsakis, the head coach of Defiance, I finally got an opportunity to see him without the hat. He's a Kenny Rogers lookalike. He's got the white hair, the beard. Boy, he could go to Vegas and... Open up a couple of nights a week. And Michael is going to go ahead and punt the football away. Gets a low-line drive kick. Speakman's going to take it in, and he's 15. Cuts it to the right. Now goes to the left across the 20. Cuts it to the left side. He's going to be brought down at the 25-yard line. 25.6 to go in this first half. Now keep in mind the Lions are going to have the football to start the second half, and they're going into the wind right now. So let's see if they decide to throw caution to the wind, so to speak. They've got three timeouts left, and of course we've seen Tomlin move the football the length of the field in less than this. So the Lions, let's see what they do on first and ten from their own 25-yard line. They've got 75 yards to go and 25.6 seconds to do it in. 
Handoff to Williamson around the left side. He's going to be hit at the 25, spins, and dives forward to the 27-yard line for a gain of two. And it appears the Lions are just going to be content with doing that. That's going to do it for the end of the first half of play as Chayton Tomlin is just walking away and will head into the locker room. And so will the Lions as the clock now 2-1. That's the end of the first half of play. It is not what we have expected, but it's been a pretty good football game here this afternoon. And your score at the end of the first half of action. It is Mount St. Joseph 6 and defiance nothing life should be enjoyed so get up and start at iron sharpens iron personal training they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive encouraging environment to train the staff at iron sharpens iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone and your first session is free are you ready to have fun and get in shape iron sharpens iron serves the greater cincinnati area check them out at isi-pt.com That's isi-pt.com, or call them today at 513-748-1538. This Mount St. Joseph football broadcast is made possible by the Wishbone Tavern on Delhi Avenue. Iron sharpens iron. Call now at 513-383-9773. Sunday's Pub at 8582 Winton Road. And Ascent Safety Solutions. Call Tommy Watkins at 513-351-1222. Dave Mitchell back here at Defiance. It is 6-0. Mount St. Joseph on top of the Yellow Jackets on a Saturday afternoon. And quickly checking the scoreboard around the Heartland Conference here at the half and giving you an idea of what's happening around the Heartland Conference. Of course, we're keeping a very close eye on that contest between Franklin and Earlham and right now Franklin is winning it easily at the end of the first period of action by the score of 27 to 3 Rose Holman over Anderson 14 to 6 and still no score between Hanover and Manchester we're going to preview Ohio State and Purdue along with Penn State Indiana and Oregon Washington State later tonight we're going to do that all here from Defiance when we return after this timeout I learned a lot of valuable lessons playing college football I never thought about the health benefits of exercise until I actually started to talk to coaches in college. It's not only just for performance, it's for life. My coaches instilled the importance of well-being, not only building up strength, mental health, getting enough sleep, eating properly, it's all what it is to be healthy. I decided that I want to go on a personal trainer and share my knowledge that I obtained in college about physical and mental well-being. Dave Mitchell back at Defiance College where the Mount St. Joseph Lions are taking on the Yellow Jackets this afternoon in Division Three college football in the Heartland Conference. There's a lot of top 25 Division One college football action going on today, especially in Purdue tonight where the Ohio State Buckeyes will be taking on the Boilermakers. But earlier this week, Urban Meyer's squad got some bad news when Nick Bosa decided not to return to the Buckeyes after suffering that injury against TCU earlier this year, and he is going to get ready to go professional next season and head into the NFL. Dave Biddle of Bucknuts.com goes into what that injury means to the Buckeyes and what it means for Bosa. Nick Bosa, defensive end and projected top five pick by every scouting service in next year's NFL draft, 
is withdrawing from Ohio State. He was injured back in a game in September against TCU. as a core muscle injury. He had surgery on September 20th. The hope was that he would rehab and play again for the Buckeyes, but that is not the case. He's leaving school to prepare for the NFL draft next spring. You take a look at our mock draft from CBSSports.com. Our guy Ryan Wilson, he's got Nick Bosa as second overall pick going to the Colts. He did tell us earlier today that he thinks he is the best player in the draft, but Herbert being a quarterback, he thinks the Giants will finish in last. That's a need-based pick, so we could be losing the best player in college for the Buckeyes. Let's bring in our guy Dave Biddle, who writes for Bucknuts, to our 24-7 uh, insider at Ohio State. And Dave, let's start with this first and foremost. I think a lot of us that aren't there in Columbus that don't follow the team day to day were surprised by this. Thought it was possible, but we're still surprised that it happened. What has been the reaction in Columbus to this news? It's been the exact same reaction here, certainly. Uh, people were not expecting this. Um, you know, we got word as a staff, um, that, you know, 24-7 sports yesterday that this was a, a possibility. I asked Urban Meyer about it yesterday. Kind of tell from his answer that you know that something was up, and then of course they made it official today. But yeah, people were surprised because word was that you know Dick was going to be back sometime in November unless he had a setback. And then you know after that, the only thing that really came out was he was ahead of schedule. And I think it's important to point out he's not necessarily just doing this because sitting out because he's worried about re-injuring the core muscle injury that he had surgery on. Uh, from what I've been told might be a little bit of that. It's mostly because he made the decision that he doesn't want to come back and risk a different injury you know, with so many millions on the line. So a little combination of both. Yeah, there was a little bit of, of re you know, worrying about re-injuring that core muscle, but I'm not told he wasn't that concerned about that. He just kind of made the decision while he was sitting out that too many millions are on the line to risk playing college football any further. And we've seen this before. Davion Clowney a couple years ago really not coming back and guys not playing in, in bowl games. This seems to be a bit of a trend, but you look, his brother Joey Bosa was a third overall pick. He's a top five pick. We know the pedigree there and the money, to your point, that can be made. It's understandable if we see this trend continue. I want to ask you about how this is going to impact this team on the field, though, because they did beat Penn State in Happy Valley. They still have to play Michigan State in Michigan. They're the number two ranked team. They've got national championship aspirations is this going to, to really impact those negatively? Do they still have that same goal, and can that goal be attained? They still have the same goal, but I'm not sure if it can be attained because you know I think they can still win the Big Ten. I think Michigan's coming on like gangbusters, as we all know. That game's going to be in Columbus. That's going to be a tight one. You know, I think they can win the Big Ten without Nick Bosa. You know, can they win the national championship? You know, I don't know. I mean, a lot would have to fall in line. They do have an excellent quarterback, obviously, Dwayne Haskins, who right now is the second best odds to win the Heisman Trophy. And is just going to shatter every single season passing record here at Ohio State. But there's, Ohio State's defense has been leaky, you know, pretty much the entire season you know, since Nick Bosa has been out. Even when Bosa was in there the first three games, they were giving up big plays in the vertical passing game, which were not his fault. Um, he was tremendous for the first three games. So you take what is perhaps the best player in college football, if not the best, one of the top three players in college football, regardless of position, it's going to hurt Ohio State big time. And um, I say big time, but it, it, it is. It's going to have a big effect on them. They do have some talent at defensive end, but it's young. It's inexperienced. Their best defensive end without Nick Bosa as a sophomore named Chase Young, who's having a breakout season. He was a big-time prospect. But uh, they already had a lack of depth, even without Nick Bosa. So, or, or excuse me, even with Nick Bosa, they kind of had a lack of depth at defensive end. And you kind of thought, well, if they, if they escape Injury, they'll be fine. But if they start having injuries at defensive end, you know that, that they could be in a world of hurt. And that's what we're seeing now. They got a couple of those guys that are banged up now with Bosa out. 
Um, so this is going to hurt a lot. Said they've already had some question marks on defense, and now they were hoping to get Bosa back for the meat of the schedule. Now that's not going to happen. That is not happening. Nick Bosa withdrawing from school. Dave Biddle, thank you so much for your insight. Well, not only do the Buckeyes lose Bosa, but they've got to go into Purdue tonight, play under the lights against the Boilermakers. Miles McQuinn previews tonight's ball game between the Buckeyes and the Boilermakers. Ohio State, now ranked second in the country, is riding the undefeated railroad right into West Lafayette, Indiana, for a primetime matchup against Purdue. And after the win over Minnesota on Saturday, a bulk of the questions were fired at the Silver Bullets defense. Well, that's what leads us right into our key matchup of the weekend. It is the Buckeye defense against freshman star Rondale Moore. He is the wideout for Purdue. He is their superstar. He leads the team in catches, receiving yards, and touchdowns. We'll see what happens come Saturday. He's a good player. His, uh, his change of direction is really good. He's, his top end speed is really good, too. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we, we definitely got to keep him in our sights at all times. We know it's a, it's a big challenge. Um, yeah, night game, prime time. Uh, I guess the team is putting up a lot of a lot of points, so it's a big challenge. On the flip side, just try and stop Dwayne Haskins in Zone Six. Another exceptional performance last week against Minnesota, led by KJ Hill. And for the second week in a row, Haskins topped 400 yards passing. That's a first in program history. He also matched his program record with 33 completions against the Golden Gophers, set the week prior against Indiana. Purdue is among the worst teams in the Big Ten in terms of pass defense. That spells good news for the Scarlet and Gray. I mean, I never really thought that this would happen the way it's going, but I'm excited, excited for it and, um, you know, enjoying the moment. And, uh, you know, it's a lot of fun out there, especially with Coach Day and Coach Wilson, the plays we're putting together, you know, supported back stream. He run a whole lot of stuff, uh, cover two, cover six, cover four, man, cover three, three sky week, manhole, uh, Steeler, boundary smoke, corner pressure, there's a whole bunch of stuff we got to be ready for. So, honestly, I couldn't tell you what they do the most of. They do everything. Kickoff is set for 7.30 p.m. on ABC. There's another Big Ten matchup that has some importance in the standings going on later on this afternoon, and that will have Penn State, the Nittany Lions, traveling to Indiana to take on the Hoosiers. Greg Pickle and Bob Flounders preview this afternoon's matchup. You showed a lot of love to Mark Antonio last week. <laughs> had to eat some crow. I ate some crow as well. I had Penn State winning by 27. When you look at this game, 14 and 61, uh, 330 kick, what, what comes to mind? What are you thinking? And what is your expectation, especially for the offense? Yeah, I thought James Franklin made a really good point on Tuesday when he made light of the fact that Ohio, Indiana game plans in such a way that you never know exactly what you're going to get. I think it was setting up for a, not an excuse if Penn State starts slow, but I'm expecting them to start slow, honestly. I mean, I think that we've seen them. Indiana's always played them tough in the Franklin era. Penn State's typically kicked away from them sometime between the middle of the third quarter and the middle of the fourth quarter, and the result doesn't really look that close. Mm-hmm. They've always played them tough, Bob. If they had a Brian Lewerke at quarterback, I think it might make a difference. Now, this Indiana team's deal with some stuff. Morgan Ellison, the star running back, has been not with the team since the beginning of October. This due to some off-field stuff. Uh, they're dealing with a couple of injuries. So it's the perfect game, I think, to go on the road and bounce back. The question is, do you trust Penn State's offense after what we saw last week? I will just point out two things to you, sir. Uh, Penn State shut out Indiana 39-0 in 2015. Yes. And they won 45-14 last year. That, that 45-14, I did not feel as much of a blowout. It did not feel like a 31-point blowout. It did, just like... I know what you're saying, especially yeah. on the road. In Bloomington, I mean, it was... It, they had to rely on a Bill Belton 92-yard touchdown run, 91. I think, in 2014, and 
they were losing in the fourth quarter two years ago when they won the Big Ten title and they won 45-31. Right. Um, the one thing that I've noticed is Tom Allen was the D.C. He's the head coach now. He's been pretty pretty creative in slowing down Penn State's running game the last two years. Saquon Barkley never really got loose no. in either in either year. Uh, 33 carries for 58 yards two years ago. I think he had about 50 yards, 59 yards this past year. Penn State runs for 200 yards in every game if they can shut down or at least you know slow down Miles Sanders, right. which even Michigan State couldn't do, right. and force some Penn State receivers to make plays. Does that is that not the recipe to upset Penn State? Yeah, it absolutely. Is. It's get a little bit of pressure early, get Penn State into a situation where it's second and medium or long, third and medium or long, and then just hope that some of the things that have plagued them, like you mentioned, uh, penalties at scrimmage, drops by the receiver, guys not getting open. Once you get into that kind of run, anything yeah. can happen a la the Michigan State game. That said, Indiana just got pretty beat up by this Michigan State team. They got pounded by Iowa last week. They just last week didn't look like they had any interest in playing if you go back and watch the highlights. I mean, it just it, it did. It just felt yeah. like there was something off. Yeah. If they can fix that, then yeah. maybe they have a chance to stay in this game. If not, it's gonna be a similar outcome for that. Last week, forty twenty Penn State. Forty to twenty of Penn State covering? Yes, I like it. But a point under the cover. One thing, the one thing I have no, I did notice in last week's game is uh, Iowa had two tight ends go off. They both had over 100 yards uh, receiving. Noah Font is going to be an NFL player, maybe a high draft pick. They had another tight end have a big day too. I just wonder what that if that bodes well for Pat Fryermuth, right. who had who, who continues to play well. I do think he dropped a touchdown pass last week, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. I'm going to say 45-21 Penn State, only because Penn State scored exactly 45 points against Indiana the last two years. And why not go for the hat trick? I say 45-21. You say 40-20. to yes. I can't believe that we both have them covering on the road after they flop Probably against Michigan State. Probably more respect than the offense should get and not enough. <laughs> that would be my guess. I could, you know, I could really see it being 31-10, more so than 40-20, but we'll see. Finally, tonight, Oregon is going to be playing Washington State. Big game for Mike Leach as head coach of the Cougars. Yogi Roth of the Pac-12 Network previews tonight's ball game. If I told you in early August that the winner of Oregon and Washington State will be in the driver's seat in the Pac-12 North, unless you're a fan of both of those schools, you'd probably say, what are you, what are you talking about? Well, that's the reality, and there's a lot to break down in this ballgame. Number one, I think the top two quarterbacks that I've graded in the Pac-12 this season, they'll be facing off in Gardner Minshew and Justin Herbert. So let's look at Gardner Minshew, the graduate transfer. This young man, to me, can be elite in the second reaction game, meaning when he sees that fierce defensive front of Jalen Jelks, Jordan Scott, Justin Hollins and company, if he can avoid and make plays in this game like he's done all season long, Wazoo's going to have a chance to upset Oregon in this ballgame. On the flip side, Justin Herbert and his team on offense, how do they deal with an athletic defensive front? Washington State is always moving on that D-line led by Logan Tago. How does Herbert and the back deal with that in pass protection and guaranteed passing downs? That's what you want to nerd out in this ballgame. But overall, for both of these teams, I'm really looking forward to see how they handle the stage, the bright lights. Washington State, you have it at home. It's going to be a sell, and it's everything you've wanted since you hired Mike Leach right in front of you. How do you deal with the pressure of that? And for the Ducks, well, they've been in two big-time ball games already, losing to Stanford in a crazy fourth quarter and, of course, beating their rival Washington a week ago. Can they keep the momentum going on the road? There's so many intangibles in this ball game, and the bottom line, this is when big-time players rise up. For Justin Herbert, a potential Heisman moment. For Gardner Minshew, the country's finally really going to get to understand who he is as an elite passer in the air raid offense. 
This one is going to be electric because there are huge stakes regarding the CFP, the Pac-12 North, and many other individual awards. So as you heard, a lot of exciting action going on in the top 25 of Division One college football. I'm Dave Mitchell. We'll be back with the stat story of this afternoon's ball game between Mount St. Joseph and Defiance right after these timeouts. What do you wish for? A nice life? Nice things? Or do you wish for something more? A sense of purpose? Do you wish to discover a cure? To write code that cracks an unsolvable question? To further our exploration into space? Or to invent something that changes everything right here on Earth? Well... If that's your wish, make yourself ready. Because when you look back, you'll see that you didn't just make wishes. You realized them. Leader here at halftime, six to nothing on an 11 yard touchdown pass from Chayton Tomlin to Paul Miner with 11.01 to go in the first half of action. Jerry Porter's extra point was no good, and that's why we are at the six nothing score that we have here today. But the story of the game has been the inefficiency of the Lions offense. They are leading in total offense 30 plays, 125 yards to 34 plays for Defiance, just 66 yards. But you could tell that the Lions just aren't entirely into this game. It's not from the standpoint that they're making mistakes, which they are. They have had an interception and a fumble, but then again, so is Defiance. It's just the fact that the Lions have just not been on top of their game so far in the first half of action. If you want to take a look at the individual stats of this afternoon's contest, Logan Maiko, 6 of 15, 41 yards passing. Corey Bennett, 10 yards rushing for, or 10 rushing attempts for 36 yards rushing. Meanwhile, for the Lions, Chayton Tomlin, he's 11 for 15 in the ballgame, 92 yards. And his favorite receiver this afternoon has been Michael Williamson. He's caught four passes out of the backfield for 20 yards. Matter, matter of fact, Michael Williamson has got 53 yards in total offense today. He's carried the ball seven times in the first half for 33 yards. Cooper Earls and Paul Miner each have two catches. Tunstall, Samples, and A.J. Glines each have one in the first half of play. So your score here in the first half, it is the Lions 6, Defiance nothing. The Lions will have the football to open up the second half of play. I'm Dave Mitchell. The second half is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. In the game of life, it's not how far you can throw the ball. It's not how high you can fly. It's not how fast you can run. Or how many touchdowns you can score that matters. It's really how you play the game that counts. Because the game only lasts four quarters. For a few years. For that moment in time. Good sportsmanship. 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 Last a lifetime. This Mount St. Joseph football broadcast is made possible by Effin' Good Chicken Tenders. Call now to order at 513-451-3000. The Mount St. Joseph University. JTAP Sports Bar. 
Jake Sweeney Auto, and La Rosa's Pizza on Rapid Run Road. Call 513-347-1111. A quick look at the Heartland Conference scoreboard here at halftime. Franklin beating up on Earlham 43-3. Still no score out of Hanover and Manchester. And Rose Holman is beating Anderson 17-6 at the half. 6 nothing. Lions on top of it. Second half action is next on UltimateSportsTalk.com. The middle and high schools are now requiring service learning hours. The number of high school students who volunteer nearly doubled the number of college students. In 2004, the percent of college students who volunteer peaked at 31.2%. By 2010, that rate dropped to 26.1%. Once students get to college, many feel like they have too many other obligations and not enough time to volunteer. But these students are missing out on an enriching experience. As a volunteer, you will step out of a comfort zone working in teams with people of all ages and different backgrounds. You will have the chance to increase your social and relationship skills. You will be able to apply what you learned in the classroom to the real world. You will acquire skills that will help build your resume and make you a more competitive job applicant. And best of all, volunteering will create a positive change in your community and make you feel good. So try to balance your time and find a few hours where you can volunteer with one of the many amazing organizations in your community. There is a volunteering opportunity out there for everyone and many resources you can use to find out there for everyone and many resources you can use. And getting set to kick it off for Defiance will be Jordan Osborne out of Delaware High School. He is a senior. Only 4 feet 11 inches tall. And he gets a short squib kick. It's going to be taken in by Tyler Hanna at the 35. Cuts it right back to the center of the field. Gets it out to the 40. To the 41. He's brought down and a scrum is going on. Down around midfield. Between Defiance's Joe Webb and Mount St. Joseph's Jonathan Finn. They got into it and a flag is thrown. Believe it or not, that is the first penalty that is going to be assessed against someone here this afternoon. We had one penalty in the first half, and that was declined by defiance against the Lions. And now the ball with the 41-yard line, probably looking at offsetting penalties. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> They called it against Jonathan Finn, nothing against Webb. And Webb is the one that pushed him to the ground. So, interesting call, but that'll knock the Lions back 15 yards. Back to the 32-yard line. So it'll be first down. Ten yards to go. And Chayton Tomlin is the quarterback, and he hands it off up the middle, and it goes to the running back, Michael Williamson, and Williamson struggles forward for a gain of about a yard, and that's it. So no gain on the play, and it brings up Second down, nine yards ago. They'll say about a yard gain. Tomlin drops back, looks over to the right-hand side. He's going to throw the ball on the run up the right sideline. It is complete. 
to Murphy. Murphy's got it in midfield. He's going to break a tackle and then trip and fall down. He had the touchdown inside the 40. And he had Panky in front of him to lead the way, but he just could not keep his footing as he tripped and went down at the 36-yard line. Oh, boy. That was not something that looked good for the Lions there. So the completion takes it down to the 37-yard line of Defiance. Tomlin throws it out to the right side, and it is through the hands of Chase Pankey incomplete. Pankey had to go down to a knee and try to bring that one up and couldn't do it. So it brings up second down and 10 yards to go. Ball at the 36-yard line. And Tomlin is going to throw it out into the flat, complete to Williamson. Williamson at the 35, and he's going to be brought down at the 34-yard line. Brings up third down for the Lions. And it will be third down and call it about nine yards to go for the Lions on the play. As they will have it at the 34-yard line. Third down and eight. Tomlin drops straight back, looks over the middle. Now he's going to tuck it, and he's going to run up the middle to the 30. Cuts it to the far side, and he's going to be dropped at the 27-yard line. He's going to come up about a yard shy after a gain of eight. Needed to get to about the 36, and he's brought down at the 38-yard line. So he's two yards shy, fourth down, and the Lions will go for it. They'll bring in Paul Miner. 12.50 to go. In this first third quarter of action. Fourth down two for the Lions. Paul Miner, tight end right. Looks to his right. Tomlin with Williamson to the left-hand side. Fake handoff. Tomlin throws it over the middle. It is batted down at the line of scrimmage incomplete. Pass knocked down by Jalen Neely. Their best defensive player. He went up and batted the thing down. So on fourth down, the Lions are incapable of picking up the first down. They turn it over on downs to Defiance. Yellow Jackets will take it over first and ten at their own 27-yard line. So the ball resting at the 27. And that's where Defiance takes it over. Myko. Well, check out, it's Freeman. Freeman is back in at quarterback, and he's under center. And Freeman on the jet hands it off to Wyatt Cadmus, and Cadmus is going to be hit at the line of scrimmage out near the far side and be brought down for no gain at all. Now Santora is back into the ballgame. He's from Avon, Ohio. Cadmus leaves. Bennett in. Trying to see if we can see where... Well, there's... There is Maiko. He is on the sideline. Freeman on the draw. Hands it off to Bennett. Bennett's going to be stacked up at the 26 and brought down down by by Logan Bright right at the 26-yard line. 
for no gain. For the yellow jacket. So it brings up third down and 11 yards to go on the play. So on third down 11, Freeman, the quarterback, didn't expect to see him today. Ryan Freeman out of Flagler Palm Coast High School in Florida. Freshman, six-footer, 190. He drops straight back, looks over the middle, flips it over the middle. It is complete to Santora, and Santora breaks a tackle across the 30, out to the 33-yard line. Still not enough for the first down after a gain of eight on the reception. It'll bring up fourth down, and about... Well, now they're going to take it back. Is there a flag down? Yeah, there's a flag down in the backfield. Let's see what that is. And it looks like it might be against Defiance because they're walking backwards. Now the referee will tell it's holding against Defiance. So the Yellow Jackets get hit for holding. Now let's see if the Lions decide they're going to accept that penalty and drive them backwards. And apparently they will. They'll go ahead and accept it and bring up third down again. So the ball is going to be placed down inside the 20 at the 17-yard line. Third down and call it about 20 yards to go for a first down. 10.50 and running left to go in this third quarter. It is nothing. Lions lead it. Freeman's going to throw it up the right side. Complete to Roberts. Roberts at the 27. He's going to be shy of the first down, though, but a nice completion to Roberts up the right side. He'll be knocked down at the 27. Incomplete, or make it complete. And that will give fourth down and 11. Defiance now. They will bring in. They're going to leave Freeman in and let him go ahead and punt the football away. And Freeman will punt it away, and it's a short kick into the wind, and it's going to go out of bounds at the 38-yard line. Boy, just a bad punt all around. That's only going to be a nine-yard punt for Defiance. 10.05 left to go in the third. It's now Mount St. Joseph 6, Defiance nothing. Everyone loves pizza. But when people who love to serve their family recipes come together with people who really love to enjoy them, that's when the magic happens. That's the recipe for happy. Now, who's hungry? La Rosa's Family Pizzeria. The recipe for happy. Order La Rosa's Pizza now at 347-1111. While you're away, Chayton Tomlin threw a pass out into the right flat to A.J. Glines. Glines took it across the 30 and down to the 21, make it the 22. Now they're going to mark it at the 23-yard line. But it's a first down for the Lions on the 11-yard gain. So first and 10 for the Lions. At the Defiance 23-yard line.
And Tomlin is going to throw it out into the left flat, and it is complete to Glines. Glines takes it down to about the 22-yard line on the play. Brought down by Derek Angelone. And Angelone picked up the tackle on the play. Earls goes out wide right along with Panky and Glines. Wide left is Devin Bradley. Michael Williamson in the backfield to the left of Tomlin. And Tomlin's going to drop straight back. And he throws the ball out on the right side, and it's batted down again. Defiance getting their hands up and knocking passes down. That time it's Chris Keyes again. Keyes with the tackle, or with the batting down the pass. And it'll bring up third down and nine yards to go. Wow. Things just not going well for the Lions here this afternoon. Brings up third down, nine yards to go. At the 21-yard line of defiance. Tomlin pump fakes to the right. Now throws it over the middle. He's got lines wide open, and he trips over the five-yard line literally. Caught the ball, but he'll be down at the four. First and goal for the Lions. Glines caught the pass going over the middle, and he literally just tripped right over the five-yard line and fell down at the four. So the Lions now have it first and goal at the five. Well, they'll mark it right at the four-yard line. So right at the four-yard line, first and goal. Moving in motion, Williamson to the right side. Dropping back Tomlin. Looks to the left. He's going to throw it to Glines. Complete into the end zone. Touchdown! Glines broke free in the right corner of the end zone and picks up the score, and that makes it 12 to nothing. Lions lead it now with 8.24 remaining to go in this third quarter of action. Jerry Porter will come in to attempt the extra point. Porter missed his initial try at the extra point back in the second quarter of play. Well, he's really studying this now. Gives the okay. Snap is good. Hold is good. Kick is good. 8.24 to go in the third quarter. The Lions now lead it 13 to nothing over the Defiance Yellow Jackets. Ascent Safety Solutions focuses on preventing injuries before they happen. Ascent partners with employers to create a strong safety culture through ongoing safety evaluations, writing, and implementing safety policies and procedures, and OSHA-compliant training. Having challenges on the job site, Ascent provides job site inspections, along with temporary and full-time on-site safety staffing across the nation. Ascent Safety Solutions. Together, we can improve lives and reduce claim costs at the same time. Call Tommy Watkins at 513-351-1222. You want to advance your career through education, but you have a busy family and work schedule. Mount St. Joseph can help. The Mounts School of Business offers an MBA program on Saturday mornings where you can earn your master's degree in two years. Courses are led by faculty who are experts in their areas and taken one at a time, and the GMAT is not required for admission. Classes every Saturday can make a huge difference in your life and your career. Learn more about the Saturday MBA program. Visit msj.edu slash mba. 
Porter kicks it off, and it'll be taken two yards deep in the end zone by Defiance. They'll run it out. Looks like Roberts is going to run it out across the 15 to the 20. Cuts to the left-hand side, and he's going to be brought down at the 23-yard line. So it'll be first down, 10 yards to go. First and 10, Yellow Jackets at their own 24-yard line. First and 10 for Defiance as they have the football and Freeman hands it off to Bennett. Bennett takes it right up the middle and he is stopped right away on the play. And it brings up second down and nine yards to go. Dropping back Freeman. He's going to throw it up the right side. He's got a receiver and it is taken away on the play by Santora. Santora is going to bring it up the right side to the 15, to the 10. He's finally pushed out of bounds by Tyler Hanna at about the three yard line. Boy, Santora went right up one on one with Mitch Menzel and ended up coming away with the football ran it down to the four yard line before he was knocked out of bounds by Tyler Hand. a big play by the Jackets and they're looking to claw themselves right back into this football game first and goal from the four Mount St. Joseph Freeman looking things over he's under center now receivers out wide on both sides Bennett in the backfield and the handoff goes to Bennett. Bennett's going to take it down inside the two, maybe to the one. Corey Bennett, the ball carrier. So Corey Bennett picks up the carry, and he takes it down near the oh, one-yard line. Bennett It'll be two. second down and goal. Brings up second down and goal for the Yellow Jackets. So second down and goal, 6.44 remaining to go. In this third quarter, 13-0 Lions on top of it. And moving in motion is Cadmus, and Cadmus is going to take it on the jet sweeper on the left side. He's going to be knocked down at the two. Boy, nice play by the Lions defense. They strung that out and then ended up knocking Cadmus down right at the two-yard line. Bring up third and goal, this time from about the two-yard line. As Freeman looking over. Boy, I don't think there's anything wrong with Maiko. He's just not playing appears to be coach's decision so it'll be third down goal to go from the two yard line of Mount St. Joseph Defiance with Freeman out of the pistol he's got Bennett to the left of him handoff goes to Bennett Bennett's going to be hit behind the line and drops it'll bring up fourth and goal Lions defense Stiffening up on the outside, and that was Logan Bright who came in and made the tackle. And it'll bring up fourth and goal from the three. And now what will Defiance decide to do? They're going to go for it here. As 
They look over to the sideline to Manny Matsakis. He's got the call in. And here we go on fourth and goal. Low snap went right through the legs of Freeman. He's got a fall on it at the 12, and the Lions have held. 5.03 to go in this third quarter. Lions lead at 13 nothing, and they just held on first and goal from the two on four straight downs. And they will take the ball over at their own 11-yard line. Boy, what a turn of events for the Yellow Jackets. And for the Lions, after that big, big reception by Santora that set up shop for them, first and goal from the three, and they were just held on four straight downs. So the Lions take it over, first and ten from their own 11. 5.03 remaining to go in this third quarter. 13 nothing your score, Lions on top of it. Paul Miner, tight end left. We're setting up at a wing position. Hand off to Williamson. Williamson off the right guard. And he's going to struggle forward to maybe get to the 12-yard line for a gain of about a yard. Bring up second down and a long nine to go. Sorry for the technical difficulties earlier, but we're back in action. 4.40 to go. In this third quarter, Tomlin out of the pistol. He's got Williamson to the right of him. He has been the running back today, and that has been it. We have not seen Trevor Tomey. Receivers on wide on both sides, dropping back Tomlin. Tomlin looks over the middle, steps up into the pocket, throws it over the middle, intercepted by Defiance at the 30 to the 25, 20, 15, 10, and knocked out of bounds at the five-yard line is David Andrew Miller. David Amador Miller picking up the interception over the middle. Miller out of Adrian, Michigan, the sophomore, and Defiance is right back, knocking at the door of the Lions. And is there a flag down? And there is a flag down. What's the Let's see what the penalty is. Now the officials Mike is cutting in and out and it appears it's going to be he called unsportsmanlike conduct or excessive celebration. Called excessive celebration evidently after the interception. And that will knock Defiance back 15 yards, and they'll take it over first and 10 at their own 21-yard line. Or at the Mount St. Joseph 21-yard line, excuse me. Tomlin, two interceptions today. Been a rough afternoon for him. Freeman drops straight back on first and 10. Throws into the end zone. He's got Robertson complete. Roberts was double covered. Tomlin, as we said, two touchdown passes, two interceptions, 18 for 26 for 181 yards today. Ryan Freeman, now two for four in the afternoon in the passing department. 4-13, left to go in this third quarter. It is 13-0. Lions on top of it, but Defiance, boy, have they had the opportunities here in this second half. First and goal from the three, can't get it in, and now they take an interception, have it at the Lions 21. Freeman, heavy pressure, rolls out. He's going to be hit and dropped. Corey Harden came back and got him for the sack. That's the fourth sack of the afternoon 
by the Lions, and Harden puts on a little dance that the officials, I don't think they appreciated it, but it wasn't enough to draw a flag. 3.55 and running left to go in this third quarter. And boy, the weather has turned cold. Temperature started out at about 55 degrees here this afternoon. We had bright sunshine. But now, if you take a look at what, what's happening weather-wise, it has really gotten a little chillier with the wind coming in out of the south. And a back judge has thrown a flag, and it's going to be delay of game called against Defiance. Five-yard penalty, third down. So the five-yard penalty takes Defiance all the way back to the 38-yard line. So they have it second down and 10 from the 22. Have a sack that takes them back to the 37, and now make it the 38, and then they get hit with a delay of game, takes them back to the 38-yard line. Handoff goes to Bennett on the draw to the 35-30 up the near side, picks up a block. He's going to be brought down at the 26-yard line. 12-yard game, but still well short of the first down is Bennett with 3.04 left. And the Defiance players are saying, let's just go for it. 2.58 and running. Fourth down. Out of the ball game for the Lions, Logan Bright. Checking back in is Alex Salatin, the sophomore. See a lot of action out of him next year. So it's fourth down. 14 yards to go. Freeman, the quarterback. He's got Bennett to the left of him out of the pistol. Fake handoff. Freeman looks to the right. He throws it out to the right. Incomplete to Roberts. He had two receivers there, and Roberts couldn't come down with it. 2.29 to go. Lions get the ball back on downs. Your score here in the third. It's the Lions 13, Defiance nothing. People just love the quality from effing good chicken tenders on 5102 Crookshank Road in Cincinnati. They use fresh chicken, and it's always hand-breaded with homemade sauces daily. And order the coleslaw. You won't regret it. Ordering out is easy at effing good chicken tenders. Order dinner on Facebook right now or call 451-3000 at effing good chicken tenders. Order up a combo. Feed the family or your sudden drop-in guests. Effing good chicken tenders located at 5102 Crookshank Road. Order at 451-3000. Effing good chicken tenders. Real chicken, real fast, real good. 221 left to go in this third quarter of play. Michael Williamson off right tackle. Takes it out to the 35-yard line. Gain of nine for Williamson. And it's second down a yard to go. Franklin leading now 43-3 to with 13 minutes to go in the third over Earlham. Rose Holman and Anderson. Rose Holman leads that one 24-6 with 14 minutes to go in the third quarter also. Handoff to Williamson up the middle. Williamson picks up the first down across the 35 out to the 37-yard line. Man down is Neely now for Defiance, and he's grabbing his right knee, took his helmet off, and he is really in pain with a minute 55 to go here in the third quarter. Down at about the 37-yard line. He initiated the contact on Williamson, but it looks like his right knee is what they're going to take a look at. Gives us an opportunity to take a look at some top 25 college football scores. Oklahoma with four minutes to go in the ball game, leading over TCU 52 to 27. They've opened that up. Cincinnati two and a half left to go in the ball game over Temple 17 to 10. Wisconsin beating Illinois 49 to 20 with seven minutes to go in the ball game. Michigan still leading Michigan State 
Just five seconds into the second half, seven to nothing. Iowa final score over Maryland. They blank the Terrapins, twenty-three nothing. Alabama Tennessee coming up later on, along with Penn State Indiana. Ohio State plays Purdue tonight at seven thirty. Neely is up now, and he's going to walk off under his own power, and that's good. Minute fifty-five to go in this third quarter. Lions. After picking up the first down out to the 38-yard line as that wind continues to whip here at Defiance. And we've got some rain coming in also now here at the stadium. And it looks like it could come down in sheets here pretty soon. Tomlin with the wind to his back with for the next minute and a half. Throws it out into the right side. Declines complete on the right flank to the 40, 45, 50. He's got the first down inside Defiance territory to the 49-yard line. That's a 14-yard reception and a first down for the Lions. Boy, when he gets ahead of steam going, Glines is tough to bring down. Minute 23 to go in this third quarter. Lions up by two TDs, 13 nothing. First and 10 at the 49 of Defiance. Tomlin, he's got that hand warmer in front of him. He keeps his hands in there to the last second. Low snap, but Tomlin grabs it, gives it off to Williamson. Williamson breaks it across midfield to the 45 and brought down at the 43. That's a gain of six on the carry for Michael Williamson. 14 carries, 51 yards so far in today's ballgame. He's run for 100 over the last three games. Second down, four yards to go as the clock dwindles under 40 seconds. Fake handoff. Tomlin's going to throw it up the right side. He's got a receiver. Incomplete. Chase Pankey. Tomlin's pass intended for Chris Chase Pankey is... Pankey had it right there in the bread basket. Tomlin put it right where it needed to be, but Pankey could not come up with it. And with 33.6 seconds to go in the third quarter, brings up third down. And four yards to go for the Lions. Receivers out wide on both sides. You've got Earls out wide to the right. Devin Bradley wide left here. Trips to the near side for the Lions as Tomlin, with four on the play clock, takes the snap. Now steps to his left, throws it out to the right-hand side, and it is incomplete. Tried to get it to Michael Williamson. It was batted free, and then Cooper Earls came in and tried to catch the football but couldn't and with 26.6 seconds to go in the third the Lions will have to punt the football away Nate Roberts 13 nothing Lions lead it that wind continues to whip here at Coruscant Stadium dropping back set to return is Derek Angelone and now the side judge blows the play dead, and Defiance has taken a timeout. They evidently did not have enough players on the field because I can't see any reason why they would want to take a timeout here with the wind blowing to the back of Jerry Porter with 26.6 seconds left to go. We'll take a brief timeout. Your score here towards the end of the third quarter. 
It is Mount St. Joseph 13, Defiance, nothing. 169. Yes, 169. It's Rocktoberfest at Jake Sweeney Jeep, Tri-County. During Jeep Adventure Days, lease the all-new Cherokee Latitude for only 169 a month. Only at Jake Sweeney Jeep, Tri-County. First time out of the ball, the second half taken by Defiance. Jerry Porter will punt the football away from near midfield. Angelone back set to return at about his own 10-yard line. Low snap, gets by Porter. Porter's going to pick it up. He's still got time. Now he's going to get hit, and he's going to be brought down at the 39-yard line. Oh, boy, what a terrible snap back to Porter. It went right by him. He went back. Looked like he still had time to maybe get it away, but he picked up the football and ran, tried to run to get into a position to punt the football, but couldn't. So the Lions, on the exchange of downs again, give it back to Defiance at their own third, at the 39-yard line in Mount Territory with 18.2 seconds to go. Boy, oh boy. This has been one ugly football game on both sides. Freeman, the quarterback. He's going to go under center with Bennett. Set behind him in the single setback position. Basically out of the old I formation. Freeman, boy, he just got the playoff. Gets it to Bennett. Bennett right up the middle inside the 35 down to the 31-yard line. Boy, I don't know how he got that playoff, but evidently he did, and that will be the end of the third quarter of play. We've played three from Defiance. Your score now, it is Mount St. Joseph. 13, defiance, nothing. Life should be enjoyed. So get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. Every day is a great day at the Wishbone Tavern in the Doha Plaza. The Wishbone Tavern still serves the best wings and burgers in town, but now they offer brunch on Saturday and Sunday starting at 10 a.m. And for your next event, use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community. Open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday and Sunday at 10. Well, as we open up the fourth quarter of play, second down, eight yards to go, and Bennett... Takes it up across the 32 out to the 34-yard line and make it the 33, so a gain of just a yard. So it will be third down and call it a long seven yards to go for Defiance. Freeman, well, make it third down and four yards to go as the rain comes down harder. Freeman out of the pistol. Looks to the left, now looks to the right, now rolls out to the left, throws it up the left side, complete to Roberts at the 25-yard line, and he's got the first down. Boy, Freeman, he had nowhere to go. He almost looked like Roger Staubach dangling around out there and ended up picking up the first down. 
with 14.02 left to go. 43-3. to 43-6, excuse me. Franklin over Earlham. 24-6. Rose Hallman is defeating Anderson. Check the score here on Hanover and Manchester in just a second with 13.40 to go. And evidently that game's still scoreless. Hand off to Bennett up the middle. Bennett across the 25 to the 20. Cuts to the right. And he's going to be brought down at the 12. Boy, Defiance just keeps knocking at the door but can't get it in. And we were told that was their problem this year. They get the ball into the red zone and just cannot score. 13-25. They're only down by two touchdowns. And the Lions trying to keep this shutout alive. Bennett right behind Freeman. Receivers out wide on both sides. Cummings to the right. Roberts to the left. Freeman. Hand off to Bennett. Up the middle. Inside the 10. Struggles forward. Dives forward. Down to the 6. Well, he dove forward with Corey Harden and Julius Fisher, along with Sean Sullivan, hanging right on his back. So a gain of five on the play. They're going to mark it down just shy of the six. Second down, five yards to go for the Yellow Jackets. 12.43 and running left to go in the ballgame. Freeman out of the pistol. Looks into the end zone to the left. Now looks to the right and he overthrew his intended receiver and a flag is going to be dropped against Troy Speakman. Speakman is going to get hit with the either a holding penalty or pass interference. Looks like it's going to be pass interference which will take it half the distance to the goal and be an automatic first down either way. And it will be pass interference against Speakman. The official's mic has just not been set up correctly, and you can't understand, so you've got to go with the hand signals as to what he says. But it'll be first down for the Jackets at the three-yard line of Mount St. Joseph. First and goal. Lions showing blitz. They do blitz. And the handoff to Bennett, he just got it and was brought down right at the five-yard line by Sean Sullivan. Boy, he came right in on the blitz and read it completely. Peyton Williams also came in and was involved in that tackle. Bring up second down and goal to go at the five-yard line this time after a loss of two. Twelve minutes to go. Rain coming down here in defiance. Started out just a gorgeous day, and now it's turned into a sloppy mess. Freeman takes the snap. Throw over the middle. Intercepted and then dropped by Sean Sullivan. Oh, he had the football right at the goal line and couldn't hang on to the wet ball. Brings up third down and goal for the Yellow Jackets with 11.50 to go in the ballgame. Ball right at the five-yard line. Roberts and Vorce out wide to the left. Santora and Cummings are out wide to the right. Bennett behind the quarterback, Freeman. Hand off to Bennett. He's going to take it to the five and be stacked up right at the line. No gain on the play for Bennett. And it's fourth down. And now what do you do? You've got the wind to your back. And you're down 13 to nothing. And I think Manny 
Matsakis is going to go ahead and take a timeout. He's going to make the time operator take it all the way down, and he will, and now he'll take a timeout. So there's 11.22 to go in the ballgame. Timeout defiance. It is Mount St. Joseph 13, defiance nothing. Across divisions, sports, championships, and schools for nearly half a million student-athletes. College sports create lifelong opportunity, and that starts with education. We've raised the academic bar, so more are earning degrees, creating healthier campuses by working with the nation's brightest minds, and making sure more have the chance to succeed and are supported on their journey. But beyond the numbers, it's about opportunity, and we're working to provide it for every student-athlete. Well, Ashland won this afternoon. Ashland University defeated Michigan Tech, the Huskies, 26-7 to in that contest. 11.22 to go here after that timeout. First, second of the second half taken by the Yellow Jackets. They'll have one remaining. They have got it fourth and goal from the Lions' five-yard line. Second time they've had fourth and goal here in the second half. Freeman is going to throw the football. Blocked and then knocked down by Tavon Robertson. Tavon came in on the blitz from his free safety position and batted down the pass. And for the second time in this ball game, the Lions' defense holds on a first and goal situation. And Roberts knocked down the pass, and the Lions will take it over first and ten from their own five. And they are going to go right into the teeth of this wind and rain, and you might just see them keep the football on the ground. Michael Williamson so far in the ballgame, as we said, the last three weeks, he has done a great job of running the football. Today, 13 carries, 45 yards. You may see him just... Do the bell work here this afternoon in this at the fourth quarter. And he gets the first handoff. He's going to take it out to the seven-yard line. Flag down, though. And I think they're going to call an illegal shift on the Lions. That's the initial. It is an illegal shift against the Lions. So that will mark them back half the distance to the goal to the two-and-a-half-yard line. Tomlin, 18 of 26 passing today, 181 yards. But right now he is throwing against a stiff wind, so you don't expect him to go very deep with his passes. He's already got two interceptions and two touchdowns. Out wide to the right-hand side is Dayton Hunt. He's back into the ballgame. A receiver handoff to Williamson right up the middle. Williamson struggles across the 5. Keeps his legs moving to the 10, to the 11, to the 12, to the 13. And he's going to be knocked down finally at the 13-yard line. Boy, this kid does not quit. He just kept his legs moving. And took it all the way out to the 19-yard line. 14-yard line. And it's second down and a yard to go for the Lions. He got the entire penalty back and just came up a yard shy of the first down. Williamson right behind Tomlin. Tomlin, of course we've said, he is the master of milking the clock. He will take as much time as possible. Turns and looks at Williamson. Play clock down to three. Now he gets the snap handoff to Williamson off right tackle across the 15 to the 16-yard line where he picked up the first down. Williamson, a gain of two. He's down on the ground right now. 
Oh, no, that's not Williamson. That's one of the offensive linemen for the Lions. And an injury now for someone on the Mount St. Joseph line. On the field. Can't see the number as he is lying on his back. Looked like he tried to get up, and then the trainers got out there and told him to lie back down. Gives us an opportunity to check. Well, let's see who that is as he now is up to his feet. That's Brad Murphy. Murphy, it looks like maybe it's a left ankle. And he'll be helped off the field by the training staff with 9.59 to go. And in to replace Brad Murphy along that offensive line is Christopher Hammond. So Hammond is into the ball game. So it's first down, 10 yards to go for the Lions. After that injury timeout, the officials, they want to get this thing picked up and going. Both teams were huddled around their respective coaches, and the officials were blowing their whistles, wanting them to come back out and let's get this game going. Tomlin, now the clock will start. Under 10 minutes to go, 13 nothing. Lions lead it. Boy, Neely's back into the ballgame, and he's itching to blitz here. You can tell that along that right side in the gap. Tomlin, still with his hands in the hand warmer. Clock down to 11, moves Earls in motion to the near side. Handoff goes to Williamson. Williamson started out at the left, then cut back to the right, back to the left across the the 20. He'll get out to about the 21-yard line. And that'll be a gain of, call it four on the play, brings up second down six. And again, Tomlin. Bo Barkley on the tackle. Just takes his time. For the Lions. One cool cucumber, as Caleb Carrill will tell you. Most of the players will, too. Said nothing bothers Chayton until there's money on the table. <laughs> then they say he becomes ultra competitive. Second down, six yards to go for the Lions. Play clock down to seven, and Chayton completely... Happy to let it roll down inside five, which he does. Takes the snap. handoff to Williamson. Williamson is going to be tripped up and down. Back to the 19-yard line. Loss of a yard. And it's third down, eight yards to go. Brought down by Rigo Villa. 8.40 and running. Left to go in the ballgame. Brings up third down and eight. Franklin, 43. Earlham, six. Rose Holman, 24. Anderson, six. No score out of Hanover, Manchester. Got some finals in college football. Cincinnati went down to defeat in overtime today to Temple. 24-17. Third down, eight yards to go for the Lions. Tomlin, two seconds, one second, and I think he forgot where the play clock was. He just completely lost track of what was happening. Now, did the Lions get a timeout, or was it a delay of game? Well, they're going to go ahead and talk it over. And it is delay of game against the Lions. Tomlin, I think, just lost track of the play clock. So that'll bring up third down and 13 instead of third and eight. And it'll take it back to the 14-yard line. After the penalty, third down and 13 for the Lions. Boy, that was a tough play there for the Lions. Tomlin 
He's going to take the snap on third and 13. Gets it. Looks out to the left. He's going to throw the fade up the left side. He caught the ball. Did he catch it? No, but then he dropped it at the 35. He would have had the first down, but couldn't hang on to the wet ball. 7.49 left to go in the ball game. Lions still lead at 13-0. But now they're going to have to punt the football away into the wind. Jerry Porter's going to be punting it away from about his own five. Roberts goes back to return this kick. For defiance. Nate Roberts, the 5'10", 180-pound senior. Porter gets a high kickoff. Roberts fumbled away. It's going to be knocked away and out of bounds. Boy, luckily for Roberts and defiance, that ball picked up speed as Roberts tried to catch it. Hit it with his hands, and then it ended up bounding out of bounds. So Defiance will have it first and 10 at their own 48-yard line when we come back. 7.40 to go in the ballgame. It's 13-0. Mount St. Joseph over Defiance. Think of the NCAA as a spirit squad, cheering for student-athletes at every big event and every small one. We'd be there in the classroom, at graduation, at their first job interview. Okay, so don't think of us as a spirit squad. Think of us as a mascot. Well, just know we're always bad for stupid athletes. Freeman on first and ten from their own 48 throws it out on the left side to Vorce. Vorce collected it in at about the 45, and he was knocked out of bounds near the 43-yard line, shy of the first down by a yard. So it's second down, call it a yard to go. Vorce goes out slot right. They've got Roberts all the way out wide right. Just to the left of Vorce is Santora. And throw over the middle, incomplete. Freeman tried to get it upfield to the left side to Roberts, but he underthrew him by about 10 yards. Roberts is having a discussion with... The Mount St. Joseph sideline as he walks past them on the way back to the line of scrimmage. He didn't appear to be too happy with the way the football was thrown there. And I think he was just having some words with some of the players for the Lions. Letting him know what he thought about that throw. Freeman on third down and a yard to go with Bennett just behind him. Long snap count. And he missed the handoff. Flag is going to be thrown near the line of scrimmage. Freeman turned to his left, and Bennett ran to the right. And it's going to be holding against Defiance. That's the preliminary call. I can see the Lions probably accepting this penalty. Since they've got the win to Defiance's back. Nope, they're going to go ahead and decline it. So it'll be fourth down. Fourth down. And now the officials are going to confer, and it will take it back to the 48-yard line. So it brings up third down, six yards to go for a Yellow Jackets first down. Freeman came in late in the second quarter, and he's played ever since. Maiko is on the sideline, standing with his helmet on, but he has not seen the field since late in the second half. Dropping back Freeman. Freeman on fourth and six. He's going to throw it up the right side. It's knocked away by Hannah and incomplete. 
And Hannah is going to jaw now with Cummings. As the Lions turn defiance away on fourth down again with 6.48 left to go. In the ballgame, it's 13 nothing Lions. You want to advance your career through education, but you don't want to disrupt family commitments or a busy work schedule. Mount St. Joseph University can help. The Mounts School of Business offers a Master's of Science degree in organizational leadership with face-to-face classes every third Saturday. The MSOL program is a multidisciplinary master's program that focuses on values-based leadership, helping you develop professional knowledge and skills with courses in organizational leadership and business. Learn more at msj.com. Edu slash msol. Second down and ten for the Lions. So on first down and ten, the Lions throw it out into the left at the Glines, but Glines is hit right at the line of scrimmage for no gain. Brings up second and ten from the Lions' 47-yard line. 6:23 and moving. Lions on the road again next week at Hanover, and then home to wrap up the regular season schedule in two weeks against Anderson. This, of course, the longest road trip the Lions will have this year. And Tomlin, fake handoff. He's going to throw it up the left side to Panky. Panky, did he catch the football? He did! Inside the 30 at the 28-yard line. Boy, nice 25-yard reception by Chase Panky. Gives the Lions a first down in defiance territory at the 28 that makes up for all the drops that Panky had in his hands earlier today. Boy, that was a nice catch. He just laid out for that one and brought it in. 5.45 remaining to go in the ballgame. Lions lead at 13-0. Looking for an insurance score here. Tomlin looks over to the sideline. And he's going to change the play at the line of scrimmage. Trips out to the near side. Panky wide left. Dropping back Tomlin. He's looking to the left. Looking to Panky. Into the end zone. Panky goes up and it's going to be incomplete. Almost intercepted by Defiance. Boy, it was a great play by the DB. Looked like Cody Drummer Turner. And it was Drummer Turner. And he's down and 10 for the Lions. At the 14-yard line. 4.14 left to go in this ball game. Tomlin, boy, he just wants to take that clock down as far as he can. And he will. Play clock down to 10. Tomlin with Williamson off to the right. Play clock down to 5 now. Now he'll take the snap. Hand off to Williamson right up the middle to the 10, down to the 5. Williamson on the carry. Williamson broke it for eight. It'll bring up second down and two yards to go for Mount St. Joseph. Boy, they are really doing a great job up front here this afternoon. Williamson hasn't been his greatest rushing day over the past four weeks, but he has gotten the big runs when they need them. And he's hoping to again here on this one on second down, two yards to go from the Defiance five. Tomlin drops back, looks out to the right, now looks over the middle, and it is incomplete to Williamson. Just threw it a little too high for the junior to go up and get. 
broken up by Jalen Neely. So the pass broken up for the Lions. And it will bring up third down and two for the Lions. Again, there goes that music. <laughs> 303 remaining to go. Tomlin looking things over. Play clock down to eight. He's going to take the snap with Williamson to the right of him. Hand off to Williamson. Cut it to the left, out of the right. He's going to be brought down right at the five. Brought down on the play by Austin Parrish, who had just left a little while ago. Fourth down for the Lions. So it's fourth down and goal, or fourth down and two for the Lions at the five-yard line of Defiance. Play clock down to 20. And the Lions looking over to the sideline. 2.34, clock continues to run. Williamson to the right side of Tomlin. A score here would... Put this thing away, undoubtedly. Fourth down, at least two. Hand off to Williamson, right up the middle. He's got the first down, goes into the end zone, touchdown! 2.15 to go in the ball game, and the Lions' lead is extended now to 19-0. As Williamson with his first touchdown of the day, and the Lions now lead it by three TDs. Williamson, 23 carries, 86 yards on the afternoon. And a touchdown. Porter will come in to attempt the extra point. Put the Lions up 20 to nothing. I'm almost surprised they don't go for two here, but Porter will put it up, and it is good. 2.15 to go in the ballgame. Your score from Defiance. Mount St. Joseph 20 and the Yellow Jackets nothing. Every day of the week is a party at JTAP Sports Bar and Grill at 6441 Glenway Avenue. Start with Saturdays where JTAPS is your official stop for Mount St. Joe's football before and after the game. On Sunday is the NFL Sunday ticket. See a different game on every screen. And while you're there, check out the great service while enjoying all the different entrees on the JTAPS menu. It's wing night for Monday Night Football. Tuesday is boneless wing night and Wednesday stop by for gyro night. It's the place to be. Open every Every day at 11, JTAP Sports Bar and Grill at 6441 Glenway Avenue in Cincinnati. Ascent Safety Solutions focuses on preventing injuries before they happen. Ascent partners with employers to create a strong safety culture through ongoing safety evaluations, writing, and implementing safety policies and procedures and OSHA compliant training. Having challenges on the job site, Ascent provides job site inspections, along with temporary and full-time on-site safety staffing across the nation. Ascent Safety Solutions. Together, we can improve lives and reduce claim costs at the same time. Call Tommy Watkins at 513-351-1222. Jerry Porter kicking it off for the Lions, and he kicked it out of bounds at about the 15-yard line. That thing just took an abrupt left-hand turn as it was headed upfield. 2.15 to go. So Defiance will have it first and 10 at their own 35-yard line. Referees will place it on the far hash mark. Well, the sun came, the sun lost, the sun came again. Now it looks like it's going to leave again. Quarterback staying in the ballgame is Ryan Freeman. And Tanner Hughes is going to come in at running back now 
for the Yellow Jackets. And Hughes is going to get the handoff around the right side. He's going to be brought down right at the 35-yard line, just outside the 35, on a nice ankle tackle Brought down by that the Lions Jonathan made. Finn. That was Jonathan Fenn with the tackle. Down nine for the Yellow Jackets. He grabbed him by the ankles and brought him right down. Finn, the linebacker, a sophomore. Again, we'll see a lot more of him next year. Minute 45 to go in the ballgame. Lions lead it 20 to nothing. Looking for the shutout here this afternoon, but also looking to get back into the win column. Handoff goes to Bennett again, and Bennett back into the ballgame. Takes it forward for a couple. Out to the 37-yard line. In case you didn't hear it, the Cleveland Browns traded Carlos Hyde today. For a fifth round draft choice to the Jacksonville Jaguars and Cincinnati Reds. Joe Girardi pulled his name from consideration as Reds manager. So now it appears to be down to Brad Osmus and David Bell. 105 left to go in this one. Defiance all and one. They look at their play sheets. 20 to nothing. We're under a minute to go in the ballgame. Defiance has got one timeout. Freeman out of the shotgun. Looks up the middle and then throws it to the right. And it is almost intercepted by Nick Parker. Parker almost intercepted that ball out at about the 37-yard line. And had he done that, he would have been gone. The sophomore had it right in his hands and couldn't continue. 48.9 seconds to go and... On fourth down, eight yards to go. Defiance, of course, will go for it. And now they bring in a man. That's going to be Bo Barkley. Barkley. Maybe in there to punt the football away. He's about in pump formation, and he will. He'll kick it away. A low-line drive kick taken in by Devin Bradley at his 30 to the 32, 33, 34-yard line up the left-hand side, and that's where he's brought down. 35.7 left to go, and now flags are being thrown as there's a scuffle going on over across the way near the Mount St. Joseph bench, and now another flag has been thrown. So a lot of flags well, being thrown here this afternoon, especially after that skirmish. I'm not sure what precipitated that, but with 38.7 seconds left to go, the Lions... Let's see what the call is. It's going to be unsportsmanlike conduct. And is it against Defiance? And it appears it is against the Yellow Jackets. So they will mark off the 15-yarder against the Yellow Jackets for unsportsmanlike conduct. Well, you can hear that wind kicking up. Outside. Now are they going? Now they're saying it's against. Is it against the Lions, or is it? It's evidently it's against the Lions. They signaled it incorrectly, I think. Boy, oh boy! Now they're going to. All right, now they're going to signal it against Defiance. They had to figure out where the original line of scrimmage was, so they take it out to the 49-yard line, and that's where the Lions will have it. And you can probably figure the Lions will just take a knee. 38.7 seconds left to go in the ball game. Pushing 10 Lions from their own 49-yard line. And, yes, it will be indeed. Tomlin is going to go into victory formation. 
So Tomlin up 20 to nothing, takes the snap a couple of steps backwards and takes a knee. And that should be the end of the ball game, and it will be. So the Lions, boy, they come in here, and Defiance put up a great fight. They were tooth and nail with the Lions the entire afternoon, but the Lions eventually were able to extend their lead, and they win it here this afternoon. Your final score from Defiance, Mount St. Joseph 20, the Yellow Jackets nothing. We'll be back to wrap things up from Defiance right after these timeouts.